in the heart of Beer City, USA. Two men, one journey, to create a sports show unlike any other. Unfiltered, raw, and honest. One of them played a soccer goalie opposite Ben Stiller. The other, one scored six points on Steph Curry. These guys know their sh. Let's go! Tank Spencer, Jeremy Green, the Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings. And Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. And welcome into the Sportsocracy here on a Thursday. Here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. Sportsocracy heard everywhere around the world on the iHeartRadio app. And we're seen everywhere on YouTube. All you got to do is go to thesportocracy.com, click the live video link. Be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. That way you can join us in the chat. You want to get in with us immediately, ask us questions uh, throughout the program. The chat is the way to do that on the YouTube stream. We are always streaming live here from the Ingalls studio. And it's, I mean, it's just never ending. It's just trying to keep... uh, uh, trying to keep an eye on all of the off-season moves in the NFL, all the coaching hires and such is just it's just getting too much. It's getting too much, Jeremy. Uh, well, Aaron Rodgers is out of the dark. Let's go. That is- <laughs> Let's go. You know, as a as a fan of a team that really needs a quarterback and has been directly attributed to Aaron Rodgers, it makes me nervous that he went straight Unabomber for the last four days. And went into the woods, into a little itty bitty room. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen the have you have you seen the pictures at I all? I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a three hundred square foot room that's partially in the ground. It has a, a it, it has a, a poo hole <laughs> and a bed and a yoga mat. That's who you're trying to convince me is going to lead us to a Super Bowl. Yep, that guy. At this point, I genuinely think that, that Aaron Rodgers has become the villain from Far Cry 5. He's got a man bun. He's a little crazy, and I'm not sure that if people follow him, that bad things are going to happen. Oh, come on. Just because the guy leads a little bit different lifestyle than you, it's not all about haters and fireball. It's, you know, oh, yeah. it's it, about it's, transcendental meditation and becoming, you know, getting in touch with your inner self and, of course, all the drugs. There's the drugs. Yeah, see, that's that's where you lose me. I'm I'm good. I I am a drug. I am on a drug. It's called me. <laughs> I am the drug. Uh, and as Rick James said, it's a hell of a drug. Hey, you bet you. Mm. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. Uh, I'm choosing violence today. Uh, so this will be a fun three hours. All right, time to get to the opening drive. And it's always brought to you by Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. Check them out at 629 Brevard Road. Go in, check out the showroom, see what kind of new or certified pre-owned vehicles that they have in stock today. Uh, Jeremy, you 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 are absolutely in love with the Platinum Rogue. I have become just plum bougie because I got a 2023 Platinum Nissan Rogue that is fully outfitted with all of the bells and whistles. I'm not sure that it wouldn't drive itself over here. Don't try that. It won't 
actually do that. do that. But it has a beautiful camel interior that I'm just absolutely in love with, and you will see pictures of it on social media in the coming days. They hooked me up with a heck of a deal on my certified pre-owned, my 2017 Rogue. It may not be the Platinum Edition. It may not have, you know, butt coolers and all that kind of stuff. But Mine has butt cooler and butt warmer. Oh, that's see, that's the way to go. The warmer, that's like that's like bougie. The the cooler the keister cooler that that is a that is another level of like superstar that i'm unfamiliar with. Oh, if you accidentally turn that on you'll go did i piddle what is <laughs> i don't i don't think that's supposed to be cold uh, uh, well here's the thing alcohol protein nicotine anger you say maybe you need to maybe you need to go to a doctor the diet is not uh you know it's not necessarily where you'd want it to be at all times right right you got a new defensive coordinator with the denver broncos vance joseph is back in town good lord i would love to hear that Uh, i would have loved to have heard the pitch on that hey vance buddy i know the last time you were here didn't go so great but you want to come back you want you want to do that again? Plus, today on the program, we'll take a, a continue to take a look at the free agency classes by position in uh, this offseason. We'll do wide receivers. We'll also have edge rushers, and something that we haven't done in about a week that we need to pick back up is our offseason previews, team by team. And this and just so happens that where we left off. It's the New York Jets. Right. Jets, Jets, Jets. That's right. We got the Jets and the Patriots to talk about today what are those two teams gonna do in the offseason how do they well how does one take the next step to contention not only in the afc east but in the afc overall and the other one how how do they keep from becoming completely irrelevant so we'll get into all of that right here in the sportsocracy over the next three hours yes aaron Rodgers is out of the darkness retreat He went in for four days and four nights just by himself, getting in touch with, uh, you know, his inner Aaron. What do you do on a darkness retreat like that? You just sit in a room and you think. Oh, that sounds awful. And you think. I'd drive myself crazy in about 11 minutes. Like, like, you know, you're like Pooh Bear. No, no. Thinking in a hole in the ground somewhere. Oh, bother. Because it is. Because because the the, the rooms are semi underground. Mm Mm-hmm devoid of light you've got is there a manifesto involved here yeah that could be aaron if you wrote anything could we possibly get a uh could we get a glance at what that sounds like Trust me, you don't want that you don't want that if you already think aaron Rodgers is a weirdo because of the ayahuasca cleanse that he did last offseason and the darkness retreat that he's now done this offseason you don't want to know what's inside that man's head well and the well it probably sounds a lot like i bet it starts with hashtag birds aren't real um you know there's more similarities between me and aaron Rodgers than i want to let's get ready to say we both have man buns neither one of us necessarily trusts the government that's a rabbit hole i don't want to go down any further kind of ended horse tranquilizers it's it's all the same (laughs) what are you cop uh look i don't am i weird for thinking i don't want to am i just out to lunch going i don't i don't want to do this i know aaron Rodgers is the most talented quarterback that you could possibly procure and this is this is i I am not being being objective here i am being a fan of the new york jets because that's the only team he's going to Mm -hmm. the the raiders thing that's adorable i can give you about 58 reasons it's not gonna happen 
But as just a pure fan, I'm looking at this going, okay, I I don't necessarily need an MVP candidate quarterback. Mm-hmm. I need somebody that your greatest ability is your availability. And you have to go on a four-day spiritual cleanse. My little one going, I'm good. I, You know, <laughs> this is like when you go to no, di- This is like when not. you meet somebody on a dating app and you go to dinner and they're, 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 the, the restaurant they choose is some weird little hole in the wall with a cat on the counter and then they tell you how they have 47 cats and they all have little hats and names and backstories and you go, get me out of here. <laughs> That's where I'm at with Aaron Rodgers. You're not. I'm good. You're you're not insane for thinking that. I mean, I, I I've been trying to put myself in your shoes for the last several weeks. If I'm a fan of the New York Jets, what do I want to happen? Do I want to spend fifty million plus a year on and a, give up first round pick? Right on a quarterback who, well, let's be honest, he's not. He hasn't been a champion in over a decade. Um, and the weirder he's gotten, the one the less successful he's been. Oh, no, but he won MVP. Okay, uh, and how many rings he got? I, how many times I, I has he been a legitimate threat to that ring? But it's really only been over the last two years. That's that when he's, he's been the weirdest. Completely weird. Uh, you know, I mean, he went to Hawaii with his, you know, uh, not supermodel, a uh, movie star girlfriend. That ended badly. Hanging out with Miles Teller and, and and all of that. He had a weird mustache. And then he goes on the ayahuasca vacation or whatever it was. Red flag. The cleanse. But then his team sucked. And so how much do you put on Aaron Rodgers for that? I mean, I, there are certain things that you can point to and go, okay, well, early in the season, he didn't have the connection with his young wide receivers because he, he didn't come to camp. Mm-hmm. He didn't show up. He now, at I this don't point, think, it, uh, look, my biggest fear with Aaron Rodgers, the New York media would chew him up and spit him out. I disagree. I don't. I don't. I, I, I've been doing this for 30 years. You know what doesn't play particularly well in New York? Weird. You can be weird if you win. The minute you don't win, they will turn on you. But You, you referenced Brett Favre, how mm-hmm. that went so poorly. Yeah. The, the if you know, you know, little kerfuffle he had while he was in new york that happened with the before text the messages and the, yes. the pictures and stuff yeah. okay yeah, he didn't put his best foot forward yeah. uh <laughs> don't don't do that fellas. <laughs> fellas don't ever do that it's never a good idea not one person on this planet is it a good idea for it. but he didn't get brett Favre didn't get killed for that it was a story for a few days and then it went away because mm-hmm. they started eight and three mm-hmm. then his arm fell off his body and the new york media turned on him and now we look back on that and go, well, that was a failed experiment. No, it was the best 11 games in New York Jets history. But the minute you started losing, they took all of the things you did and ran it up the flagpole, and now you're the weird guy. Now you're the guy that was an absolute albatross for us. I, I think it's a terrible pairing. I think it's a terrible pairing in Vegas. I think it's a terrible pairing in New York. And he has been insulated in Green Bay. Because mm-hmm. you don't have an owner of the team. It, it's a very away, off-the-beaten-path area Mm -hmm. so you don't have a a, a media that is just attacking you on everything i mean think about the the media availability he does is with pat mcafee it's not with a local beat writer because there is i mean there are local beat writers but (laughs) not anybody that anybody watches right 
So he goes to Pat. Mm -hmm. You can't do that in New York. They will absolutely eviscerate you. And the more I've gone down the rabbit hole, I'm just, Here's I'm the thing. Good. Here's the thing. They'll try. They'll try, but he doesn't care. And that's the that's when you say, "Oh, they will they will rip him apart." No, they won't. He'll be the same arrogant jackwagon that he's always been. It'll just be a little bit more media attention on and it. And that adds a turmoil to the team that I don't need. Mm-hmm. I'm one of the youngest teams in the league. I do not need this guy. You know what I need? I need good and boring. How important is talent to you? That's the question here because you're getting an old quarterback who has a very small window. You're paying him a bajillion dollars, and you got to give up draft capital to get him. That's four cons right there. If we're making the old-fashioned pro-con list, I've got immense talent, all-time greatest quarterback talent versus all of these negatives. As a Jets fan, I I would think, well, I don't know. I mean, maybe Derek Carr will be good in cold weather. I, I don't know. Maybe we could teach him how to do that. Well, I don't that's, know. I think that's where people just completely miss the boat. Just missed playoff by a game, and they had me playing quarterback. Mm-hmm. I don't need you to be Tom Brady. But, but my I play. need you to be good. Uh, hey, there will be <laughs> absolutely no Mike White slander on this on this here program. I'm just I, the the further down this rabbit hole we go, the more I go. You know what? I, I'm going to go get the guy that doesn't cost me a pick. I'm going to go get the guy that's going to cost me less money, and I'm going to go get me the guy that's that, that doesn't go do Unabomber retreats in the woods. Yeah, I can see all of that. The question is, where are you? Are you that one position away? Are you MVP level type quarterback away? from winning at all see and that's the difference because if you do this and you don't that's that that's going to be a problem and and that's where i'm at and so after the break i want to take this past just the jets which has been the 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 obvious landing spot Mm -hmm. i'll do this with every team that needs a quarterback why would i take this headache if i'm not going to be a super bowl contender and we'll go through them and you're not going to like the results on any of them. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. Make sure you're at the Harris Cherokee Center, Asheville, March the 2nd through the 6th for the 2023 Ingalls SoCon Basketball Championships. Experience fun for the whole family as your favorite teams compete for the championship and a berth to the NCAA tournament. Get your discounted tickets to the 2023 Ingalls SoCon Basketball Championships today at your local neighborhood Ingalls Market. For more information, visit SoConHoops.com. That's SoConHoops.com. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. Since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in. A 
premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in Western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com. The Sportsocracy. You two are just dumber than a bag of hammers. Retreating in total darkness is a common practice for many of the ancient spiritual traditions from around the world. Their dark rooms have appeared in many different forms, from the pyramids of the ancient Egyptians to the catacombs of the ancient Romans and the caves of the Kogi Mammos. Getting in touch with your inner self in complete darkness has been around for ages. Jeremy, I don't know why you think this is so weird. It's weird. It's weird. It's <laughs> it is weird. weird. I agree with you. It's weird. All right, so just I, just take it at the, the, the sheer nuts and bolts of it. I'm going to go into the woods. I'm worth, I don't know, $300 million. I'm going to go into the woods, and I'm going to spend four days in a hole in the ground with a queen bed and a potty, and a yoga mat. Mm-hmm. My next question is going to be, and where do I send the police for whatever it is you're planning to do? <laughs> Sometimes you just have to shut the outside world out, be able to collect your thoughts, figure out who you truly are. I mean, I, look, I mean, I could, look, I've been on a darkness retreat. Mine's a little different than that. I'm afraid to ask where this goes. Dark bear, let's go. Oh. Uh, go a little, uh, go a little, it's not something I usually do. Out of the element. I was, I was expecting some kind of a experimental Flostradamus treatment where you get blackout drunk and then you just stay in that, like, you have to keep doing fireball shots every 45 minutes to stay in that uh, realm for multiple days at a time. So, Friday. <laughs> that sounds like friday to about midday uh-huh. sunday uh-huh there may be a cry for help somewhere in there i'm just just, just, just concerned as a friend I you didn't know hear it. aaron Rodgers is done with his darkness retreat and and the whole point of this was to figure out where he is right now not just on the football field but off it as well where his mind's at does he want to play again does he want to play somewhere else? I if I don't think he's going to have that option. If I, if I had to guess, I would imagine Aaron Rodgers is at, the, is at the space right now where he knows he can still compete. He's at the Tom Brady stage, the Tom Brady leaving New England stage. I know I can still compete, but I don't know if this is where I want to be anymore. And so it only makes sense to me that he he will come out of this and go to the Green Bay Packers and go, what you got? What, who's who's out there? What deal can we make? Because it's just time. All right, so give me the, the landing spot that you think they immediately become a Super Bowl contender. I would say the New York Jets are the closest. That, that roster is so young. He's so weird. He's so – I mean, just at this point, you're just not committed to the game. That, that's where you're at. This is what happened to you last year. You skipped out on training camp for, what, the third year in a row? Mm-hmm. And then you don't develop a rapport with your receivers until halfway through the year. I'm good. Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, we've had two trade requests from receivers in a year. I, I'm out. I don't want to do that. 
New Orleans Saints. First of all, you couldn't afford to pay him, but let's just say in some hypothetical world, he was on ayahuasca and you could pay him in Monopoly money. You a Super Bowl contender? Yeah. No. I mean, you're the favorite in the division and Woo. maybe you can win a playoff game. And that's where that's where I fall in with most of these. And it's a lot of headache. You have to give up the draft capital. You have to pay the money. You have to do something to convince Green Bay to come off of him because it's not going to come cheap for them either. It's just it's a lot of moving parts. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of moving parts, and I don't know how much you're going to get on the back end. He was fine last year. I, I don't think he was special, and and to expect him to become special again with a new offense, new set of receivers, or is it going to look exactly like it looked look last year? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I I would I would err on the side of he'll be more invested. I think I I think the reason that he's been playing this game with Green Bay is just because he's dejected with how it's and, all gone, and it all became about the money. Remember the the I need the new contract because I feel disrespected. Blah 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 blah. Like, okay, we get it. But then when it comes time for football, you're not ready. You're not ready to go. You're not invested. You lost Devontae Adams. They replaced it with a bunch of rookies and. I'm 40 years old. I'm not really interested in doing this again with this team. And then as the season wore on, it was it, it was kind of weird because as the season wore on, you felt like they were getting farther and farther away from contending, and then something clicked at the end of the season, mm-hmm. and they were almost able to make the playoff. And they were getting smoked in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I, just, I, I, I just feel like a change of scenery would be in order here. It, we would see not necessarily a different Aaron Rodgers, but a more committed Aaron Rodgers. And and see to me that's a it's a fool's errand. That that's every joint Facebook account couple you know of. Oh, it'll be different this time. Not everyone. Some of you do it because you don't like social media. I get it. You know what I was saying? It was a joke. Move right. On. Right. I told you I'm choosing violence today. That, that's oh, it'll be different this time. Oh, now we're we're gonna buy the the big house with the nice schools and. The, no, it's going to be the exact same thing because people habitually do not change. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers has gotten stranger and stranger and stranger by the year. Do you think all of a sudden he's just going to be buttoned up Aaron Rodgers in New York City, or is no. he going to show up like Nick Cage and Con Air? I, I, it would get worse. To me, I, I would think that the personality would get worse. I mean, you're in the you're in the spotlight of the biggest media market in the country. Yeah. I mean, he's still going to have fun with it. I don't think, I, I don't think he changes i don't feel i don't really feel like he's changed at all and maybe i'm crazy for thinking oh, you're that certainly crazy but after you've achieved so much in the nfl at some point you don't you don't have to hide it anymore you don't have to and, hide and that this. could be true but right. now he's much more in the in the public narrative and you're just get you're opening yourself up to all these opportunities and this is just the one year that you can't do that uh, Jameson Hensley came out with a report this morning that a trade has never been more likely between the Baltimore Ravens and the uh, and Lamar Jackson. He's their beat writer for ESPN. A trade? A trade has never been more likely than it is right now. Okay. Short of a compromise, that's where this is headed. I'm to the point, I'd rather have Lamar Jackson. I'd rather have Lamar Jackson. I'm not sure it's all that close. No. And I'm not even it's, the it's younger. Really I'm talking about for the next three years, I think you have a better shot to win with him than you do with Aaron Rodgers. I would agree. I, hell, you you and uh, 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 football Farley Brian Haynes made fun of me when I said what, two off seasons ago that the championship window had closed for the Green Bay Packers. 
I mean, I get he went came back and won an MVP after that, but still they haven't been a quote-unquote contender since then. And I don't think they're going to be. Aaron has to have a change of venue and a change of heart. And I don't know if that's going to give it to him, but I really don't think it's going to be something that can be achieved in the next two years. And I'm paraphrasing here, but Stephen Tao and Tyler Cunningham in our YouTube comments basically both said the same thing of, he's an attention seeker. Mm -hmm. And he spends a lot of time doing things to make sure people talk about him. So you're telling me you're going to go out of remote, isolated Wisconsin into the biggest media market in the world or one of the biggest tourist destinations in the world in Las Vegas. You think it's going to get better? You think him having things to do, Broadway being 30 minutes away or the Vegas Strip being 20 minutes away, you think he's going to get less of this? No. I would say it's more likely he goes further into it and six months from now you're going, what are we doing? Mm -hmm. I mean – for me you think about it on the backside green bay is looking at this what is their best alternative to be competitive this year let's lather up and do it again mm -hmm. i feel like that's not even an option at this point they put it out there that they're disgusted with him that that the, the darkness re retreat thing is ridiculous the fact that he has basically just blocked them off the entire offseason they're done that they're ready to move on and that is always a red flag. When you have a, 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 an athlete or a person, anything, that is this attractive from the outside in, that where they are right now wants rid of them so badly, that's a red flag. Because you see what he wants you to see, mm -hmm. there's probably something much darker behind closed doors. For Green Bay to be this over it, because this is going to be Brett Favre 2.0. It takes 10 years for you to mend the relationship. It's awkward. It's clunky. And so now you will have done this with two Hall of Fame quarterbacks that mm -hmm. spent 98% of their careers with you. Yep. That has to be really, really bad. I think it's all part of the relationships. The relationships within that building cannot be good. I mean, you can you can dust it off and, you know, last offseason when you signed the four-year $500 million contract or $200 million contract or whatever it was, you could dust it off and say, okay, we've mended fences. But there can't be a good relationship between Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur or Aaron Rodgers and Brian Gutekunst after all the smack that has been talked about, uh, it, you know, whether he wants to be there, whether or not he wants to be there. I feel like in a, in a certain sense, Green Bay took care of him on the money side, and that was good enough for the time being. But they haven't, I don't know, I guess given him the tools to succeed. Or he feels like. And I don't know that I'm, I don't know that he's wrong. He had a decent roster, had a decent offensive line, two pretty good running backs for the last couple of years. Obviously the weapons weren't weren't great outside of uh Devontae Adams. But I just, I don't think Matt LaFleur is a great coach. He's good. He's not great. He's I don't know fine. if I see him as an ever being a Super Bowl champion coach. No. And maybe Aaron just Aaron realizes it too. It's gonna be fun to follow. But I mean, as far as New York goes, what, Atlanta, Tennessee, who are the other team? Uh Las Vegas. 
Am I weird am for I saying I see Tennessee being the one that actually makes the call? To cling on to some I version of competitiveness? I wouldn't Somebody in the YouTube comments asked if there was any truth to the Jets being interested in Ryan Tannehill. Uh, he would be playing D. I was going to say R. R. But, uh, I mean, I guess it could be possible, but it, you're going to have to get a lot of no's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the, the the Jets right now. Ryan I feel Tannehill like is the, okay, so I, I, I like analogies. At this point, the Jets are, they're the kid trying to find a date to the prom. And Aaron Rodgers is the head cheerleader. And Derek Carr is just a notch right below that. And Ryan Tannehill would be going with your cousin. That's about where they fall in on these things. You're in the sportocracy. It is ESPN Asheville. Tired of getting dinged by monthly fees on your checking account? You need simple checking from Home Trust Bank. With Simple Checking, you get all the essential checking services for free, including 100% online access and a free Visa debit card. It's everything you need from a checking account, but no hoops, no surprises, no monthly fees. Stop by today or call 800-627-1632. Simple Checking at Home Trust. Ready for what's next. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. Boy, you must be outside your mind. The sportsocracy. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Welcome back into the sportsocracy. And I have heard a lot of excuses for teams losing games in my sports watching career. But I think this this is a new one. So Providence played UConn the other night. And well, the head coach of the Providence Friars, Ed Cooley, had something to say after the game about the uh, the contest that took place at Gamble Pavilion in Stores, Connecticut, where they hosted $2 beer night. And after Providence loses, 87-69. to 69. So this wasn't like just it's a really close oh, no, game. It it's like, no. Number 18, UConn, absolutely smoked Providence on $2 beer night. And after the game, Ed Cooley said, uh, you know, I thought our team was soft and not connected. I think the crowd had something to do with that. So the $2 beers worked because apparently it was an atmosphere unlike any other that they had experienced in stores Connecticut before or at least Providence had seen in any trip to, uh, to UConn. Uh, forward Alex Caravan from UConn 
said that we might need to continue two dollar beer night because uh I, I never heard gamble get that loud so uh, well, maybe from so, now on two dollar beer night needs to be the thing for the yukon huskies men's basketball team so you, what you're telling me is you give people cheap booze and they get louder shocker that's that could actually be the name of my autobiography uh yeah apparently uh hats off to the uh to the yukon faithful for getting absolutely blitzed the other night and just completely throwing number 20 providence off of their game because they got smoked the denver broncos have a new defensive coordinator and it's a familiar face vance joseph and he was he their coordinator before no he was their head coach he was the head coach four years ago. He got fired, and now he's coming back with Sean Payton. Yep. I don't know that I've ever seen that before. It has happened before. In fact, it's happened in Denver Broncos franchise history before. Well, I will tell you, they were all in on Vic Fangio. Right. Who was the coach that they had just fired mm -hmm. a year ago. Mm -hmm. And he took the Miami Dolphins job because he went, I, you know, I'm, yeah, Sean, I'd love to be with you, buddy, but uh, I am not going back there. Right. Uh, where I rip that Band-Aid off, it still kind of stings. I don't know that we want to go back into that. I would kill to have heard how this conversation went. Like, Vance, buddy, they're not going to love you at first. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Mm -hmm. He was 11-21 and 21 as their head coach. I, okay, maybe I'm, maybe I'm egotistical. I, I am. There is no way I could go back to somebody that fired me. No way. Not as a coach. I got 31 other opportunities. Vance Joseph, I'm sure, was in demand because he's a high-level coach in this league. Maybe. There's no way i go back there. I mean, I don't know how in demand he would be. He is. He was the defensive coordinator for the Arizona Cardinals, which wasn't really anything to write home yeah, about. And I don't disagree with I that. I get that he's going to a team that's got way more talent. I mean, he's Arizona a good Cardinals hire. Have. I'm just really disappointed it's not Rex Ryan. Yeah, Rex Ryan would have been, nice. been a lot of fun. Because he was one of the three finalists. It was and, Rex Ryan, uh, Pat Matricia, and uh, Vance Joseph. And and maybe ultimately that's that was part of the decision, was to go with Vance Joseph. Because I'll be honest with you, I don't. he was the head coach for two years for the Denver Broncos. I still don't know that I've ever hear, heard him speak. So, the, <laughs> I mean. It's not a bad point. Right. I mean, like, if I played you a clip of Vance Joseph, could you pick that out and go, yeah, that's, that's Vance Joseph? Probably no. not, but you know, here's what I do know unequivocally. But Rex Ryan is a—he's a big personality, and maybe he would have taken some of the shine off of Sean Payton. I don't know. Look, Rex dipped a toe into the waters, <laughs> and I know if, without a shadow of a doubt he'd have put his best foot forward. Oh, good for you. It's I do, love Rex. He's got to do weird feet things. I've, I've uh, met Rex. I love Rex. I, I mean, he it also is has the biggest teeth I've ever seen. <laughs> I think he got his veneers done. I don't think they're real. Yeah. Oh, there's no doubt they're not real. Okay. People's teeth are not that big. There's no doubt they're veneers. I mean, he 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 went to Gary Busey's dentist. Oh, no doubt. Absolutely he did. And good for you for coming up with that. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, Vance Joseph going back to the, to Denver, it's, like you said, it's not a bad hire. No, it's just a weird He's a weird good defensive hire. coach. It's just weird. Can you name the other time that that happened in Denver Broncos history? Was it an offensive guy? No. For some reason, I thought Gary Kubiak. Um, no, I can't. Wade Phillips. 
Wade Phillips was the head coach in like ninety four. And then later, seven years. Yeah, and then later came back as the defensive coordinator. Yeah, but that was like twenty years later. Wade Phillips had worked for every team in the league. What you've what you worked for seventeen teams? There's gonna be some overlap. Sure. Wade Phillips is the head coach of the Houston Gamblers now, or something ridiculous name in the XFL. The Houston Roughnecks. I guess can we put Dom Capers in that? Uh, in that no, but we now? need to talk about Dom Capers. Okay, look, leave what him alone. In the world leave, is that hair? Leave that man alone. Dom Capers is the first person in NFL history to ever wear a hat of hair to a press conference. I mean, there's no doubt it's not his. I, and I don't know if it was. A, I, don't I don't know, know if that know. was a toupee. I don't know if possibly he killed something on on the outside <laughs> and just skint it and put it upon his head i don't know i know he got his hair treatment from ryan day though 100 no there's no dom caper's hair looks like ryan day's beard and if <laughs> yes, you put both of those things on one person they would look like a lego i mean it looks jet black oh and it, you know he's 73 years old and there ain't no way he doesn't have one well, sprig you know, of gray well, hair he was balding when he was the head coach of the panthers in 1996 that's one of those things i've never Maybe understood he went to afghanistan got the plugs and oh no no the the plug job is way better than that no, he went to a Jose bank and took a rug off the floor and put it on his head <laughs> and painted it black with spray paint. If you don't know what we're talking about, Google it. Yeah. It is it is hard to look away it's, from. It's quite comical. It is. I mean, it just, it, because it takes you aback when you, when you pull up the picture because you, you have this mental picture of Dom Capers from 1995. Like if you, you know, if you were around this area when the team first came into, you know, into existence. You remember Don Capers well. You you'll never forget that face. And his hair never aged. Like he's been gone since 1998, 99, something it's, like that. Somewhere around there. He's, oh, his hair aged. He's oh, been, I mean, we could do a we could do a progression over the years cuz his hairline was it was retreating. Let's put it this way. If it if we were in a war game, his hair side was losing. And then all of the sudden, his hairline went to the middle of his forehead. Like LeBron James, shockingly, when he made a movie. <laughs> uh, we have our first one of these of the day. I'm your huckleberry. It's from Gage Camplin. He's talking about the Aaron Rodgers story. He says, feels a little overblown. Guy was away for four days. Media's fishing for a story. If I'm a contending roster and can get Aaron Rodgers, I'm all for it. Here's why it's not fishing for a roster, because it's about the eighth weird thing he's done. And you got to look at the timeline. Look at the timeline of what you're doing here. You're putting yourself above the team. If this was the first time you had ever done that, it wouldn't be a story. It's not. It's fourth year in a row. And that's the reason teams around the league are looking at this going, I don't know. Nobody questions the talent. Mm -hmm. They're just looking at it going, you you strike me as a real headache. And Vegas is apparently in love with every rookie quarterback. So they're they're taking one of those from everything I've heard. Yeah, that never made sense anyway. Well, maybe because you're not a contender. Right. Aaron Rodgers to, to Las Vegas never made sense because why would he do that? And you think about the quarterback moves, you know, you always go to a good situation for the for the swan song of your career. I mean, if you're at the top of the game and you have those kinds of options. Obviously, there are guys who just kind of slip into into the ether. 
But for the most part, if you've got options at the end of your career, you're not choosing someone that has zero shot of winning even their division. Yes. So Las Vegas never made sense to me. No. Atlanta makes a little bit of sense because you could at least win a division, but why? You throw Atlanta out there a lot. But why I, would you want that? It makes zero sense. Well, because they're the they're one of the teams that you look at and go, they're probably not going to be able to draft one of the top three quarterbacks in this class. And they don't have a solution at quarterback. You're not sticking with Desmond Ritter. As much as they want to say, oh, well, we like Desmond Okay, well, we saw him play for, what, five games? Steady minutes. And he's awful. He's Malik Willis shocked. bad. Don't don't be shocked if it's Desmond Ritter. It, he's not. First of all, the, it is comical to me that you just said he is Malik Willis bad. I could count on one hand the number of quarterbacks I've ever seen that are Malik Willis bad. <laughs> and Desmond Ritter ain't one of them. He might as well be. Uh, speaking of the Tennessee Titans, I'm your Huckleberry. Soaring Eagle with a ain't no way a lot of people will be in on, on Ryan Tannehill with that nightmare contract. No, he's going to get cut. No, the, the contract He'll be cut is going to be And gone. he's going to be about ten million bucks. Right. The contract will be gone. There's no question about that. I mean, cutting him, I think I read yesterday the Tennessee Titans will save like $18 million or it's something. It's a lot. It's a lot of money. There's no question that he's going to be released. So, no, no, teams won't have to deal with the contract. There won't be a trade. He'll just be cut outright, and then he'll be able to make his deal, and he'll get a deal in the neighborhood of 10 to $15 million to – I mean, I'll be surprised if it's any if it's much more than that. I'll be surprised if it's that much. And the he only team I think doing it right now, the Atlanta Falcons would pay him seventeen million dollars to come in and be their quarterback. Well, last year. year they paid Marcus Mariota twelve. Right, he's better than Marcus Mariota, and it wasn't good. I, I, he's, he's better, better. Yes, but it's not. <laughs> aggressively better. no it's not aggressively better i'm just saying that they would no that's and uh, i mean he's, he's what i said earlier he's going to the prom of your cousin i mean yeah you have a date all right it's not good mm -hmm. you're not happy about it no i mean you'll play like you are I mean, nobody's going to hold a press conference and go, hey, look, we got Ryan Tannehill. Exactly. exactly. You know what else we got? $2 beers. You, right. You'll do that thing that the Carolina Panthers did last year after the draft where they went, oh, Matt Corral, he was the best quarterback on our board. Oh, speaking yeah, of that, okay. uh, little, I, I reported this last night on the uh, UNCA broadcast. Apparently, the Panthers are not going to chase Derek Carr. Does, does that not weird to you? It is, but... I mean, I understand it, I think. Why? I don't know that. Okay, so, all right, you're maddeningly inconsistent sometimes. Okay. So it makes sense for the Atlanta Falcons to chase whoever because they could win the division. But you get why Carolina wouldn't chase Derek Carr. They'd be the best team in that division by four games. Especially on a day that a report comes out that Kyle Trask is who Tampa Bay's played on going with in 2023. Mm -hmm. Okay, one of these teams is irrelevant. We're down to three. Yep. The other one is in an absolute cap hell. Uh, we're down to two. Mm -hmm. It's Atlanta and Carolina. Mm -hmm. I don't what's understand why you goal? wouldn't. What's what's the goal? Are the Carolina Panthers in this to win divisions or to build an eventual champion? But how are you going to do that? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. But I don't know that Derek Carr is the answer. I don't think signing Derek Carr puts you in a better position to win a Super Bowl. Mm. Your team's not in that the good. NFC. I don't know that I agree. 
Well, that's great. You can it, go for great. We can win the NFC and then get smoked by the AFC in the Super Bowl. No, I'd still put you in the Super Bowl. Uh, sure, it does, and it can you still get earn there. you fifty million dollars if you're Jalen Hurts, but where you don't deserve that money. But you're going to get it anyway, and good for you. <laughs> but I just I don't I don't understand the Derek. I mean, I do understand why that would come out. That we're I don't know if we want to do the Derek Carr thing. Well, there was an uh, there was a dot 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 to that. If he lowers his price and doesn't sign right away, they could be a buyer later. Okay, now that makes zero sense. Okay. So if you if we can get you cheaper, the, then all of a sudden that it, it, it just doesn't make any sense to me. That tells me they're either chasing a rookie or they think Sam Darnold's the guy. Of which you could convince me of either one. Um, I love Sam Darnold. Always have, probably always will. Yeah. And I he's just, eight months older than Hendon Hooker. I, I don't envy the job that frank reich has um, i don't i just i look at a team that goes that all in on the coaching staff all right you get you bring in frank reich you bring in jim caldwell uh, ajira vero dom capers all these other okay that's going all in on the coaching staff absolutely Deuce but, staley but the question is mm, what do you it's the term that you always use do you want to jump in line too soon do I want to spend $45 million a year to get Derek Carr in here? I don't know what it's going to cost, but it'll be somewhere in that neighborhood. And, and that's a good analogy, at least for this situation, because if you're Carolina, you're jumping from your, your middle of the pack in line to, okay, now you're the next one at the box office. And now and there aren't that many tickets. And, and there's much more of a path for me to sign the next Kirk Cousins than there is for me to sign the next Matthew Stafford that's going to win me a Super Bowl. And I don't know that I want to pay that money. Maybe we'll just take our chances, see what happens this year. If, we, if we're competitive, great. If we're not, then we're in position to draft a quarterback next year. Oh, I mean, they're, if they stay in the top ten, it's going to be a quarterback. I struggle to believe they're not taking a rookie. Mm -hmm. And that's why they've said this about Derek Carr. And maybe let's trade up. Trading up's always a possibility, too. Go ahead and get the franchise guy the cheapest guy in year there. you've ever done it. Yeah, let's start. Let's start the, the rookie clock and let's go get one. Let's trade in at the top three and let's go get one. You're not I can, getting in the top three. I can go further down that path than I can, yeah, we'll just sign Derek Carr and he'll be fine. You're not getting into the top three. Let me shut that down for you right now. The Arizona's Chicago Bears will not drop further than four. Arizona will not come away from this draft without having one of those two elite defensive players. Okay. They know they will get one. They will not move. Okay. So and, and from what I've been told, they don't care which one it is. So Seattle now you get five. to five with Seattle. Right. The problem for Seattle is is okay, so you you make the move. And that's the one that makes the most sense. The only problem is you get to nine with Seattle and go, okay, so who do we take now? In the last mock draft I had them take a corner. They've never taken one earlier than the third round. I know that. I just don't know what you're supposed to take. It's the Sportsocracy, and it is ESPN Asheville. When we come back from the break, it'll be time for Jeremy's Bangers of the Night. The NBA is back. Don't watch it, but you can still gamble on it. It's time to discover the convenience and time savings of contact-free pickup with Ingalls Curbside. Just visit shop.ingles-markets.com or download the app. And your Ingalls personal shopper gets to work with specialized training on how to select the freshest items for a pre-scheduled pickup. They'll even text you with updates. You pull up to a designated space and your personal shopper delivers your items right to your vehicle. Fresh, fast, and affordable. It's all in the bag. Ingalls. Low prices. Love the savings. 
Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. Coffee's the closers on me. Get them the money! Then when you get the money, you get the power. That watch costs more than your car. Then when you get the power, then you get the work. Undefeated last night in picks that didn't involve the North Carolina Tar Heels and winless in picks that did. The NBA returns tonight, and we will largely lean on that to make the doll hairs this evening. This is Green on Green, brought to you by Ingles Markets. Low prices, love the savings. One game in college basketball tonight that I cannot resist. Number 21 Northwestern is a five and a half point dog at Illinois. Northwestern is the real-life Sasquatch of college basketball. No one's ever seen them, but if you do, it tends to end badly. This team is 8-2 and two against the spread in their last 10 and has already blown Illinois out once this year. Now, those things by themselves would not be enough to give me a significant lean. But then you add in that Illinois has lost 3-5 of five and is just 2-6 and six against the spread in their last 8 against teams with winning records. That makes this line seem off. Illinois is inconsistent, but very talented, and it wouldn't shock me at all if they found a way to win this game. However, it would stun me if they covered five and a half. So give me the points and the Chris Collins cats to the NBA. The Cleveland Cavaliers take on my 2023 soon-to-be NBA champion Denver Nuggets. Denver is practically unbeatable at home, but they're much more moral on the road. This game is in Cleveland, and the Nuggets could be without two primary options in Aaron Gordon, who's already been ruled out, and Jamal Murray, who missed the last six games before the All-Star break with a knee injury. Now, this could be a trap. The Cavaliers are one of the best defensive teams in the league, but that's due to Jared Allen and Evan Mobley being the forces they are down low. Nikola Jokic will pull them away from the basket, which makes them much less effective. I think this game will be close, but the Nuggets' lack of options at the rim make me think Jokic probably gets in foul trouble and gives the Cavaliers a win here. I'm taking the Cavs, and I'm giving the three. And finally, the Los Angeles Lakers are a six-point favorite tonight at home against the Golden State Warriors. Over-under is 238.5. This is the first of what will become a bit of a trend in this segment over the next few weeks. Vegas doesn't change its mind easily on teams this late in the season. The new-look Lakers have only played one game together but they absolutely blew the doors off the Pelicans in that one game. The Warriors are thin without Steph Curry and Andrew Wiggins tonight, and that should be enough for an easy home win for the Lake Show. Golden State has been absolutely horrid on the road all year long, but they do tend to score a lot of points in those games with Jordan Poole running the point. Now, Lakers win convincingly. I'll give the six, and I'm going to hammer the over 238.5. For more, follow us on all the social medias at The Sportsocracy. And as always, Green on Green is brought to you by Ingles Markets. Love the savings with Ingles. Love the winnings with me. Mull it out. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green. 
Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets and Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. And welcome back into the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville 92.9 FM, 880 AM. 1400 out in Waynesville and of course you can hear us everywhere and take us with you everywhere you go with the iHeartRadio app and we're seen everywhere on YouTube go to the sportsocracy.com click the live video link don't forget to subscribe to the channel and you can join us in the chat each and every day it is four o'clock on a Thursday here in the Ingalls studio and that means it is Tar Heel time with the voice of the North Carolina Tar Heels Jones Angel ESPN Asheville, your home for UNC basketball all season long. And, well, the season is uh, is is quickly coming to a close here. And it is, uh, I don't know what you want to label this as a Tar Heel fan. Is it uh, time to buckle down? Is it panic time? Is it, I don't know what. But, Jones, you have a front seat uh, to all of the action. And last night was something something special. Certainly a game of two different halves, Tank, and great to be back with you. Um, yeah, that first half last night was, was about as ugly as, as I can ever remember. Yeah, uh, For Carolina offensively, uh, just five field goals made, you know, no assists, and eight turnovers. Now, of course, it's hard to have assists when you're only making five field goals, so those numbers do uh, go together a little bit, but I, I think – Considering the competition, which is a Notre Dame team that hasn't had a very good season, although I do think the Irish are probably better than their record suggests, um, it was just an ugly game. And I thought it was an extreme example of the, the struggles that the Tar Heels have had offensively here over the, the entire month of February. And, yeah, Tank, just for uh, – it's a multitude of reasons, but they're just having trouble putting the ball in the basket. Um, you know, their other teams are, are sagging so far down into the paint. They're, they're making it nearly impossible to get the ball to Armando Baycott, at least, uh, in any kind of fashion consistent, uh, consistently that the Tariels would like. Um, it's hard to penetrate into the paint because it is so crowded in there. And, and the Tariels just, Man, they're they're just unable to hit shots right now, and so uh, that that first half I thought really showed all of those things in an extreme way. Now, for the Tar Heels, to their credit, yeah, they came out and as you would expect them to, they played much better in that second half and and ultimately won the game and did some things that they're going to have to do moving forward to have a legitimate chance to to be able to win games and tank for me. Uh, for Carolina, it comes down to, to three things, I think, offensively. When, when you can't count on being even a, a decent shooting team, and right now the Tar Heels are not that, um, you've got to do three things. You've got to create some easy baskets um, by getting out in transition, uh, primarily with your defense. And that's been, you know, the Tar Heels have tried to do that a little bit more. It's not necessarily the way I think that Hubert Davis wants to play defensively, but I think that it is a, a way that Carolina can create some offense. And I think you even saw that, you know, right out of halftime last night, really what got Carolina going was R.J. Davis got a couple of steals, and it turned into quick points, and, and it, turned, it kind of got Carolina's momentum going. 
Um, the other thing is, is free throws. And that has been something, probably the one thing that has been the most consistent for Carolina is its ability to get to the free throw line. The challenge there is that you're relying on someone else, the officials, to not help you get there, but they're a part of Carolina drawing fouls and get to the line. Now, Carolina can be aggressive. It can get the ball in areas in which fouls are more likely, you know, all those different things. Um, and, and that's, I think, going to be important for Carolina to continue to do. And then the third part of that is it's the defense, it's the free throws, it's the offensive rebounds. And to me, Tank, that's where you really saw it last night. You know, Carolina had more than 50 rebounds in the game. Now, some of that's because there were so many missed shots. But they had 23 offensive rebounds and 23 second-chance points. And so it, when you can't count on just – quality offense and I don't think it's because Carolina's running bad stuff I think it's because they haven't been able to get open looks to go down then you've got to rely on other ways to score and so um, that I think will be really critical here moving forward for the Tar Heels uh, over these last you know three games of the regular season and then on into the postseason as well. There's been a lot of talk about the chemistry of this team. And and when you see it on the floor, I mean, I don't know. It just looking at these guys, it feels like it's just disjointed. Like there, there doesn't seem to be a plan going into some of these sets. And I know that's not true, but the thing is, is like, well, I mean, you've talked for several weeks now on whether it be the coaches show or the pregame or the postgame shows about finding the better open shot of yeah. you may have an open shot now but make the extra pass to get the wide open shot have you seen any uh i don't know real effort to correct that well i think some of that tank goes to the problem that the Tariels have had so I do think you've seen that at times. I mean, the Clemson game is uh, is the perfect example of when all of that paid off. And I think, like, if you had to say what game in the last month or even in conference play in total, what game do you feel like Carolina has really had fun playing out there? You'd say the Clemson game. Right. Well, the reason they look like they're having fun is their shots were going in. And so I think ultimately the answer comes down to can you as individuals still find some joy in playing basketball and have a cohesive-looking group even when you your individual shot is not going in? And to me that's, that's a big question for the Tar Heels because – it's, it's easy to look like you're having fun and flying up and down the field or uh, up and down the court and having a great time when everything's going right. It's harder when the shots aren't going in and things aren't going well. And so, I, like, last night is a good example. Take Like, I thought the first eight minutes or so, Carolina was actually pretty good offensively as far as what it was doing, mm-hmm. as far as moving the ball, moving themselves, getting good looks, their shots just weren't going in. And I do think at some point the lack the lack of the shots going in 
affected everything else. Um, so that to me is what can can you still can you have the the consistency? Can you have the uh, stick-to-itiveness to keep doing those things even when it's not giving you immediate gratification with your shots going in? Um, and, and so because I would disagree that the Tar Heels don't have a plan, but I do think that they have gotten frustrated after this long stretch of offensive struggles that then uh, things don't look as cohesive on the floor. I totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's because of a lack of a plan or that they're just rolling the ball out there and saying, go and figure it out. Um, but I do think they've, they've struggled to uh, keep that cohesiveness if the shots aren't going in for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't trying to assert that there is no plan. I'm just saying that's what it looks like sometimes. And- sure. Well, and I do think Carolina over dribbles. And, and yeah, Hubert Davis talked about that. I talked about that on Monday. Their guards, R.J. Davis and Caleb Love, are scoring guards. And I I think they – I do think on the perimeter, Carolina over-dribbles some when things don't happen easily. Um, I do think the fact that – and this is not – I want to be – this is not something negative about those two guys, but neither one of them is a pure point guard. Um, and, And I think that's hurt Carolina some. I think not having a guy whose first thought is, how do we get a great shot, um, I think has hurt them uh, at times when, when it starts to look like it's really hard work for them offensively to get good looks. Uh, so I think all of that has aided into some of these struggles for the Tar Heels offensively. Yeah. And, I, you know, it's crazy to think about, Tank. You know, this is a team that earlier in the year, you know, they – up until the month of February, they were leading the league in, in points per game. They've scored over 100 points three times this season. Um, yeah, the offense, while not easy, was was there. But this these last three, four weeks, uh, obviously it, is, it has turned the other way. Right. Last seven games, the Tar Heels are 2-7. and seven. Still don't have a quad one win on the season. 0-9 in quad one win, uh, quad one opportunities. Um, I, I had to make the comment earlier this week when Joe Lenardi's latest bracketology came out that I didn't think I'd ever be looking at a bracket that had UNC Asheville in it and did not have the North Carolina Tar Heels. Um, and, uh, and again, to congratulations to the UNC Asheville Bulldogs for winning the big South regular season. And they'll have a chance to punch a ticket into the big dance to win the conference by winning the conference tournament. But it, it's starting to look like that's the only way we might see the Tar Heels clinch a spot. Yeah, well, I mean, they, they've played themselves into this position where they have no room for error. Uh, and it, it really it hurt them, and some of it goes together, that Carolina hit its worst stretch of the season while it was playing the best teams. Now, some of that goes together, of course, because they're playing better teams. Um, but last night's a good example, Tank. Like, if Carolina, outside of maybe Louisville, if Carolina has that first half against anybody else in the conference, uh, they don't win that game. I don't think. Because um, you saw something similar against Wake Forest, where they had a, a, the, the second game against the Deeks, where they had just a miserable first half. 
And even though they played great in the second half, Wake Forest was good enough to, to keep them at arm's length and win the game. Notre Dame just wasn't. And so uh, part of it is Carolina really hit its, uh, its negative streak when it was playing good enough teams to, that they could consistently take advantage of it. Um, now, I do think the Tar Heels have two good opportunities in front of them with Virginia and Duke still coming in the regular season in Chapel Hill for winnable games because I don't think there's, even with the way Carolina's been playing, I don't think there's a ton of separation between Carolina and Virginia and Carolina and Duke um, just as far as what's going to be on the court. Um, and those games are at home where Carolina's been better for sure. And so those are, those are opportunities for quality wins. Now, even if Carolina wins its last three games here of the regular season, you know, do they still probably need to win a game or two in the tournament to feel good? Yes, I would, I would think so. And so, but they don't have anybody to blame for that but themselves. And so, uh, for the Tarios, there, there's no more messing around. It, it's now or never. And, and uh, their next opportunity comes up on Saturday. Well, and it's getting later and later to to you know flip the switch, as I like to say. Uh, well, I mean, the switch there, there ain't no switch to flip, Tank. Right? <laughs> There's no switch to flip. I mean, this is who the we have enough evidence. This is who the Tarios are, and so there's no more. They're going to turn it on. Like, what would you consider flipping the switch, Clemson? Well, I think we've learned that that's the aberration with this group. Mm-hmm. Making 15 three-pointers, that, that's not who they are. And so the, the only flip there is to switch, or switch there is to flip, excuse me. I'm so glad is, you did that because I do that all the time. Yeah, the only switch there is to flip is what we talked about earlier. And that's realizing that the way you are going to win is not by reining in a bunch of jump shots. It might, there might be a game, and there might still be a game or two in front of Carolina where that happens. But the way that the Tar Heels are going to win is not that way. The way they're going to win is by playing better defense. And I don't think Carolina's defense has been terrible this season. It hasn't been great, but it hasn't been terrible. Um, it's by rebounding. It's by getting to the line. It's all those things we talked about earlier, sharing the basketball. That's how they're going to win not by raining in a bunch of threes. I would have to agree with that, but it seems like that's, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's just the, the, the modern style of basketball. They see it happen well, on the NBA stage where guys are just raining threes so much and the analytics tell you that that's the best play rather than, rather than you know, driving sure. inside. or what. I, there's just so much that goes on with today's game that that's just kind of the way – younger players look at it i think right no i take the the answer is there's no room there's no room to do anything else Mm -hmm. and so what you have to do like yeah i mean should rj davis drive to the basket every time if he's zero for five from three point range of course but here's the problem there's three dudes in front of him and so there's no room to do it and so for carolina that's why i keep saying you you've got to find other ways to score because Leaky Black's not going to become a 45% three-point shooter. Pete Nansen is going to become a 40% three-point shooter. Puff Johnson's not going to become a 45% three-point shooter. All those guys are capable of hitting one or two, but the other teams are willing to say, if Pete Nance goes four of six from three, T. 
tip your cap to them, they're going to beat us. Absolutely. Um, but the body of work shows that that's not going to happen on a night in, night out basis. And so it's not that Carol, it's not that Carolina is, you know, uh, taking horrible shots. Now, did are they taking too many threes? I think so. But Tank, quite honestly, they're open. They're they're open shots. I. I don't think you're going, oh, man, boy, why did he shoot that with two guys in his face and with 15 seconds on the shot clock? There might be some of those, but I think a lot of the threes Carolina takes are open, but that's because the other team wants them to be open. Right. So the, the the question becomes, how do you still get quality looks when that is the case? And that is everything we talked about earlier, plus I do think off-the-ball movement, off-the-ball screens – can help you as well, but I think we've also at this point. I don't how many games Carolina's played twenty eight games. At this point, I'm not sure the Tar Heels are going to suddenly become a team that does that all the time. Well, the last chance at a regular season quad one win coming up this weekend. Number six Virginia in Chapel Hill. It'll be a six o'clock start. You'll hear it right here on ESPN Asheville, and you got to be locked in. You got. I mean, if there is a switch to flip, as we say, then you need to find it uh, because, as Armando Baycott said after the game last night, I mean, the season rides on every minute. You can't just be looking at every game. You have to go minute by minute. And when you find yourself down like the uh, like the heels were after last night, scoring just 19 points in the first half or 17 points in the first half, um, you know, there's no secret or there's no surprise as to there were some big boy words that were said in that locker room. Well, and if and I agree with Armando, it's then up to the Tar Heels to play that way and not start playing that way after they get yelled at in the locker room. Right. It's to play that way from the start and to play with the urgency of the fact that you are, in basketball terms, in a dire situation. And so, uh, yeah, that's up to the Tar Heels to start doing out on the floor. Yeah, well, I hope we can see uh, more of that urgency this weekend against Virginia. Then you got Florida State and Duke after that, and then ACC tournament. And right now, the Tar Heels are the seven seed in the tournament, and it's going to take several wins in the tournament i feel like uh to make a case for them to make this tournament i mean is considering that they not run the table on these last three games you may have to win it outright uh to be able to get into the tournament but we will uh we will wait and see and we'll catch up with you next week uh jones right here on espn Asheville on uh thursday at four sounds good tank talk to you soon indeed you are in the sportsocracy and it is espn Asheville. The Ingalls 2023 Southern Conference Downtown Dribble and Kids Fest, presented by Champion Credit Union, will be held Saturday, March 4th, 9.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. at the Roger McGuire Green at Peck Square Park. The Downtown Dribble will feature interactive games, inflatables, pet bands, cheerleaders, and parade. Each participant will receive a basketball, Downtown Dribble t-shirt, and a ticket to the noon session quarterfinal basketball games. Check-in will begin at 9.30 a.m. at Roger McGuire Green. To register, visit downtowndribble.eventbrite.com. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. 
Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch. Our communities are filled with wonderful people who make living here great. At Home Trust Bank, we're proud of that. And that's why we focus on helping homeowners prepare for what's next. Our local mortgage bankers have the experience you need and exceptional personal service you'll appreciate. Home Trust Bank is ready to help make a house your home when it's time to buy. Visit your local Home Trust branch or go to htb.com forward slash mortgage. Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at andersonnissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. You are in the sportsocracy, and it is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. Hey, um, if you're not busy next week, there might be something in town that you'll want to check out. Next Friday begins the uh, men's tournament of the 2023 Ingles SoCon Basketball Championships at the Harris Cherokee Center, Asheville. The SoCon teams compete for the championship and that automatic bid into the NCAA tournament, discount tickets are available today to the 2023 Ingles SoCon Basketball Championships at your local neighborhood Ingles markets. You can get tickets at the stores until March the 1st. So get your discounted tickets today. And for more information on the tournament, go to SoConHoops.com. Now, Jeremy and I will be live from there uh, on Monday, Championship Monday of the SoCon Tournament. Uh, we'll be doing the show from there live. We'll uh, who knows what will be in store. We might actually get an interview with the uh, with the with the kangaroo from VMI this year, uh, rather than Jeremy just taking his picture with him. I do like that kangaroo. Hopefully, he's nicer than the uh, Cookie Monster that was highlighted in our weird news yesterday. Speaking of, it is time to get weird. On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. And since California gave us something to talk about yesterday, let's go back to the well here and go to California once again because uh, something happened this week that uh, it's, it, it's not that it's never happened. It's just one of these super rare things that you could have been working in the business for all these years and never have seen this come about. There was a blizzard warning in L.A. this week. Did you know that? I did not. Massive snowstorm. See, for me, California is like a completely different country. <laughs> I just, for me, they're, I just, they, they do stuff out there. They wear flip flops with suits, and I, I don't care. Right. Massive snowstorm sweeping across uh, much of the uh, the western part of the United States. 
and just east of Los Angeles, there was a blizzard warning issued to which uh, a local meteorologist from KCAL, meteorologist Evelyn Taft, said she's been in California's uh, weather industry for nearly 14 years. Said it's unbelievable. I've never seen this before. Never thought that I would come to California and have to cover a blizzard warning. Up to five feet of snow was forecast to fall in the mountains of California. Wind gusts up to 75 miles per hour. The lower foothills, like Santa Clarita, was just to see a rare dusting of snow. You would think having the meteorologist job in L.A. would be one of the easiest things on the planet. Uh, there's, you know, it's going to be pretty hot today. Going to be some clouds, lots of smog. On to the next. It's your forecast every day. Three or four protests. People <laughs> angry about things that don't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, yeah, yeah, lots of jokes being made by news anchors and meteorologists all across the the L.A. market this week with the with the snow uh one of the anchors for kcal was on the air and and saying that uh she had moved to la several years ago and she had to go out and find gloves because it got so cold you just doesn't think that that's usually the thing that you're gonna need in southern california or common sense i could keep doing this you you keep lobbing them at me i will keep hitting them yeah Speaking of things that happen in California, one of the dumbest things we do on a yearly basis is coming just weeks from now, the Oscars. And they they have hired a crisis management team just in case, just in case we have Will Smith part two. (laughs) Just in case somebody smacks somebody. And they also have hi- have brought in Jimmy Kimmel to be the host. And I quote, because they feel like he would be best equipped to handle it if it happened. What, is he a trained fighter or something? I what? can think of no less than 40 people that would be better than that. Jason Statham, let's go. That's a good one. Me, let's yeah. go. <laughs> you slaps up, buddy? Come on down. The Rock. You make the, the Rock's doing other stuff. He's got, you know, his his little his cute little football league, and he's he's doing stuff. You don't think if the John Oscars Cena. called and said, "Hey, Dwayne, we really want you to host the Oscars this year," he'd go, "Nah, I'm busy." I mean, I would. Uh, tens and tens of people, I'm sure, will watch this. No, inside those circles, that's still a big deal. It's not a big deal to us, the American public, because nobody watches it. I mean, oh, no. I mean, uh, what? You know why nobody watches it? Okay, th- all right. I'm going to go on a little tangent of something that I'm not necessarily qualified to go on a tangent about. You don't nominate the best movies. No. That's the problem. You nominate all these artsy-fartsy movies that nobody's seen. There are... T- <laughs> oh, God. This... In, the, in the effort of fairness, okay. there are 10 movies... That are nominated for Best Picture. Oh, my. Ten. Ten. Didn't it used to be like four? Yes. Usually it was five. Okay, five. Whatever. All right, so we've doubled it because, you know, in California, everything has to be fair. Everybody That's, thinks that well, Everything has to be fair in California. Uh, I'll give you a dollar for every movie you can name. Oh, I couldn't do that. Oh, there's two you could totally name. There's the two most popular movies of the year. 
I mean, Top Gun, which has no shot. It absolutely has to win. It w- won't even come close. It'll finish 10th out of the 10th. Frankly, yeah. I think they only put it on the list for people like us to go, hey, they nominated Top Gun. <laughs> I mean, that was the best picture of the year. Avatar. Uh, that's that's the second one. Mm-hmm. Here are the others. All Quiet on the Western Front. No, I thought that no. was made like 40 years ago. No, they made a new one. Oh, great. That's yeah. what we need. And Keep remaking things. And it's, it goes so well. And it's all in, it's all in German. Yeah, read the subtitles. Uh, I, I, that's one that I tried because I liked the book when I was in high school. You know, we had to read the book. I, I passed like, the test. I couldn't tell you anything about the book. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'll watch this. I got six minutes into it and went, no, I'm not done. Actually, you know what I'm going to say? That one just because it's like the funniest name of a movie I've ever seen in my life. Uh, Elvis. Yeah, that was a great was, one. I'm going to say that one, too, because that was pretty ridiculous as well. The Fablemans. I have no idea what that is. Tar. Nope. Women Talking. Triangle of Sadness. And then my two what, favorite like the ones. UNC basketball team? Oh. oh. <laughs> Jones Angel is going to come in here and smack <laughs> you like a... He did seem to get a little defensive. Oh, didn't yeah. He? Oh, I, one of these days, we're going to be in the same room with Jones, and I think he's going to have some pent-up frustration with some of those questions you asked. <laughs> just... I swear to you, these two are actual names of movies. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Mm. So Jeremy's bachelor party. Good for you. <laughs> I had a joke lined up. Yours was better, so I'll pass it. And then... The Banshees of Inshirin. Of Ed Sheeran. Uh, Inshirin. <laughs> oh, oh. Or in a shit. Oh, yeah, that's that new Colin Farrell movie. Ugh. Yeah. Just, okay, you want to know why nobody watches it? Because you go, oh, this is the best movie of the year, and eight people watched it at some Wait, film festival. So The Whale didn't get uh, nominated? Nope really i don't even know what that is yeah, that's the new brendan fraser movie that everybody's going crazy oh about is that the one where he's like yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he, so we did phd weight loss he, <laughs> he did, did phd weight gain yeah he did uh, butter what's your diet brandon <laughs> butter all of it butter and all of the uh all of the spicy ranch yeah that based I off get. the based off the picture i saw him i think his cholesterol is the same as our zip code Two eight eight oh six. Indeed, I thought it was. A, I thought it was a fat suit at first. Yeah, no. And I went, oh no, that's really Brandon Fraser. Yeah, Brandon Fraser's aging like milk. I, I mean, I, I like milk that you left outside in I don't know July. I mean, I appreciate a guy who's uh, you know who who can come forth with the ultimate performance you know in his career like uh, you know. I don't know. You went from Encino Man to winning an Oscar. Like, this is weird. So, I'm just looking forward to next year when I already know one of the nominees for Best Picture next year. Mm-hmm. Cocaine Bear. Cocaine Bear. Can't wait for Best Picture Cocaine Bear. Let's go. The posthumous Oscar goes to Ray Liotta for Cocaine Bear. Did he ever win an Oscar? No. Wouldn't it be just... Wouldn't it be incredible? I think he was probably nominated. If Ray for- Liotta, he's in all these great movies, and he gets a posthumous Oscar for Cocaine Bear. <laughs> I think he might have been nominated for Goodfellas, but I can't imagine. A- have you seen the, uh, the the teasers for that now where they've put a ticket? They've superimposed a ticket on the block of, uh, of cocaine that the bear eats? No. Let's go get your tickets for Cocaine Bear. And the more I see it, the more I'm like, 
oh, you're actually, you're, you're being for serious. Like this isn't Sharknado where you're making fun of yourself. No, no. You actually think this is a, just a piece of filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Can't wait for cocaine shark. Cocaine shark. I know it's coming. It's it's not though. We're we're not doing that. Cocaine. Oh, it's absolutely. Elizabeth Banks has already said she's doing it. Really? Uh huh. Oh, it's happening. Oh, it's happening. Why does that not surprise me? Hey, at least it'll be a funny movie. Judd Apatow will be involved, and you know that's gonna be that's gonna be fun. Speaking before we go into a break, if you're looking for something to do tonight at the Gray Eagle right here in Asheville. Midnight North. I met these guys the other night. They are, first of all, <clears throat> they made my Tuesday less than ideal because I don't tend to, to go hard to paint on a school night, and that's why. I mean, unless there's a good excuse, like Lent. It's Tuesday. Or <laughs> like, did you say like Lent? Lent, yeah. I don't even know what Lent is. It's that forty-day period that you're supposed oh, yeah, to give up the, the the bad living. Yeah, that's avocado. that's that's actually why I, my dad told me the other day. He heard me say, "Why do we do the pancake thing on Fat Tuesday? It's called Fat Tuesday because you eat all of the fattening things on Tuesday because you're supposed to give up all the sweets and stuff for Lent. Oh yeah, I give up avocado days. every year for Lent. <laughs> it's really a uh, it's really a, a big layout for me you but give, a, give up avocado midnight, and water and exercise i give up all those things for lent the guys from midnight north they're doing a show at the gray eagle these guys are from all over the country they're huge sports fans uh they were in a they were in a bar with me and somehow they found out who i was and they became very intrigued by talking to the espn guy about all their different pro sports teams and things like that then i heard their music uh yeah this is definitely worth the price of admission uh doors open at seven tonight show starts at eight uh, Midnight North. If you get a chance to talk to him, tell him the formerly fat guy from the Sportsocracy on ESPN Radio sent you. You are in the Sportsocracy, and it is ESPN Asheville, and we'll get into the free agent class of wide receivers this offseason. Who ranks number one, who's worth the time and money, and who may not even be worth your time. Since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in. A premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. The Sportsocracy. Why are you smiling? Because I love football. Back in the Ingles studio on ESPN Asheville, we've got a super chat on the YouTube channel. I'm your huckleberry. And it comes from Soaring Eagle 175. He says, I'd take Cocaine Bear over Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Blood and Honey. <laughs> 
It's the dumbest idea. If you haven't seen this yet, there is a there is a horror film based on Winnie the Pooh that is coming out. It's like, out. Like oh, it's oh, out it's right out. now. Yeah, it's in theaters right now. It and Cocaine we Bear at the same time. We will have Cocaine Bear and Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Ugh. That sounds like a just a tremendous. You want to know why Jeremy doesn't watch movies? Found it. That's, what? Because bad movies exist. Most are bad. No. I would say 99.9% of movies are bad. Well, I mean, you might be you you might be right. You might be right because there are a lot of god awful movies. Like have you just scrolled through the A to Z on your Netflix or whatever streaming service you have lately? I mean, there are just gobs and gobs of awful movies that you go, first, who would watch that? And second, why would you take that job? It's not doing anything for mm-hmm. you. Like I'm yeah, a struggling actor, and I've got the I got the lead part in Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Oh, who cares? That's one step above. I just started an OnlyFans. <laughs> you probably have more success with the no OnlyFans, depending on who you are. You, not so much. Well, no. Many others, maybe. Me, very niche market. Yeah, no. Very say, niche. Yeah, it's out there. It's out there, but it's a very niche market. <laughs> Okay. You've done your research on this, I guess. Uh, what are you, a cop? Always got to have a soft place to land. This whole sports talk thing doesn't work out. Got to have a next step. Indeed. Indeed. All right. Uh, let's get into the wide receiver class in free agency. Um, look, we don't need a whole lot of time to talk about nope. this because, uh, well, frankly, the free agent class of wide receivers is not very deep. We talked about running backs yesterday and how, I mean, there's 14 running backs that are available that could be impact slash decent role players on the team. I don't feel like the wide receiver core goes that deep. Not even near that deep. No. Uh, If you get to five, you are really playing loosey-goosey with the impact. The number one player in this class. Jacoby Myers, not close. Really? Jacoby Myers, not close. And he's going to get way more money than you think. I mean, way more money than you think. And I I won't be shocked if it's from one of those two teams we talk about Mm -hmm. every time the free free agent thing comes up. Chicago Bears, Atlanta Falcons. Won't shock me in the least. He's not my one, but he is my two. My one's Juju Smith-Schuster. He's just a slot guy. The thing about Juju, it's a reason he's been on a one-year deal over and over and over and over again. If I need a slot, I'll draft one because there's about 30 of them in this draft. Mm-hmm. I'm not paying you. I mean, I won't be shocked if Juju gets another $6 million deal. Yeah. Some low-level little one-year deal. Incentive-laden deal. It worked out for him in Kansas City. I mean, heck, he signed uh, for $3.5 million base salary this year. And by the end of the season, with all of his catches and winning the Super Bowl with his team, he ended up making $9.5 million this year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean – if you could get Jacoby Myers to sign that kind of a deal, then maybe I'd be in the market. No, you're not going to. But that's why Jacoby Myers is not – he's not at the top of my list Jacoby Myers I know I'm going to have to overpay him. Jacoby Myers will get five for 75. You mark my words. That's that gross. So gross. What, what? So what is your aversion I, to Jacoby Myers? He's fine. I'm just not paying him big-time money. He's like, being thrown to by me. I mean, I But Mac Jones made it to the playoffs. So did Tim Tebow, cutie pie. You want to play that game? I can play with you all day long. Right. 
But is Jacoby Myers the type of player that you feel like if you hooked him up with a Kirk Cousins or an Aaron Rodgers or a Derek Carr, or, you know, a bigger quarterback like name like that, who's much more talented, obviously, that he could be a all pro level player? I think in the right scenario, he could be a top 15 receiver in this league. Huh. Okay. The Christian Kurt thing last year kind of, he was phenomenal. Now, I, to me, Christian Kurt's a better wide receiver. My fear is that what happens if if a bidding war starts and if you're looking for a receiver, it's uh, uh, end of message, repeat the line. One of you gets him, everyone else just, uh, you're taking a flyer on DJ Chark or Miko Hardman. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Jacoby Myers is going to get a lot of money. I think he should. I think he will be a 1,000-yard receiver in this league. Still only 26 years old. Now here, now this is where I'm interested. We we both agree that the top two wide receivers are Jacoby Myers and Juju Smith-Schuster. Mm-hmm. From there, there's a lot of risk. Where do you – who's your three? Darius Slayton. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think the Giants would be foolish to let him walk out the door. Hmm. Now, I know he doesn't fit that system the, the way that they want him to. He's a good receiver. He's another one of those that I see going to a smart – like Kansas City signs him. Wouldn't shock me at all. One of these teams that have a really good quarterback, mm-hmm. and he comes in as your three, and then somehow, some way, about week 12 of next year, we're talking about, man, how did we not see Darius Slayton as a top 30 guy in the league? Top 36 guy in the league, mm-hmm. somewhere in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And then from there – it drops off a cliff. <laughs> I like DJ Chark. He's my four. Mm-hmm. I like I am in like with him. I'm, there is no love. It's it's a lot of like. He's got all the raw talent in the world. He's just, I've never seen it consistently. His high side is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. His low side is sitting on the sideline in a pair of sweatpants, which he does a lot. True, but I I don't know. He's one of those guys that popped onto the scene and then disappeared. Because he's he does one thing really well. He's a nice over-the-top threat. He's a nice deep threat. If you don't expect him to do anything else. Mm-hmm. If you think he's going to go over the middle, uh, have you ever heard the term alligator arms? Because he has quite possibly the worst case of it that I have ever seen. And that's just, if you know what you're getting with him, you'll be fine. But that's not worth more than, I don't know, $8 million a year, mm-hmm. one-year deal. Mm-hmm. It's probably where he ends up again. I could see that. And then from there, it gets super gross. Really? You think I'm forgetting one? I'm just interested to see where you go from here. Well, Alan Lazard would be next. Okay. And then it's, oh, boy. See, I don't, I don't feel like Alan Lazard is a drastic drop-off from DJ Shark. I mean, he's a possession receiver. He does a different thing. I get yeah. it. Yeah. But, I mean, he's still in the ballpark. I have a funny feeling wherever Aaron Rodgers plays is where Allen Lazard will play. Okay. Because I'm not sure he would be that good with anybody else. Okay. There are two names you haven't mentioned yet. And who? how you rolling the dice. Odell Beckham Jr. I just, I don't care. And Michael Thomas. And Michael Thomas is not a free agent. He would have to be cut, which I mean, I'm not though? saying that's not. Isn't he going to be, though? I'm, Michael Thomas is the one I would roll the dice on. Mm-hmm. On a low, low, low price of just 
four and a half mm-hmm. million dollars. I would do that. I would do that in a heartbeat. Give him the shot and well, I mean, on the high side, to if, me, if he, you hit there, then then you've really done something. Yeah. If he can stay healthy. Yeah. Od- my problem with Odell Beckham Jr. is it's always been more more flash than it is anything else. And he's always needed somebody else. Since the knee injury started happening and he lost the step, him as the guy is not particularly good. No. So, I mean, I just I keep hearing him going to Dallas. I would rather draft one. I would literally rather draft Zay Flowers mm-hmm. or somebody that can do what I need you to do than try to put Michael Gallup on the outside. It's just I, I doesn't do much for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure somebody's going to do it. Probably another one-year deal, and it's going to be a stupid number. Yeah, twelve million dollars, something ridiculous Ooh, like that. That'll hurt. That'll hurt because I don't know that he can ever live up to it. He's still a good talent. I still think there's great football left in him. Do you? I think there is. Do you? I mean, I felt like we saw windows of it in the Super Bowl year with the Rams. Late in the, the season, pro- he came on, and, and, and I get it. In the most prodigious offense in the league. Mm-hmm. They're and still with a- Cooper, and he's basically the three. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's still a uh, window okay. for that, but I want to pay him that way. I and don't he's want not to pay him take like a that. superstar. So that's what happened last year was that he didn't want team doctors poking around, and then it was, well, I'm not as close as I want to be. Blah, blah, blah. Well, it all came back to money. Mm-hmm. Because what he doesn't understand, what Odell Beckham Jr. cannot wrap his head around is at this point, he is that one-year mercenary receiver just like Juju Smith-Schuster is. Yeah. I can go chase rings somewhere, but I'm not the guy for anybody. And I, my, my palate for diva receivers expired long ago. Because over the last, I will say, five years, we've probably had 50 receivers a year that I looked at and went, you could be a top three receiver on a team in the NFL. And there's just so many of them that I, I'm good. I, I give me Darius Slayton. Mm-hmm. He's like, you were talking about earlier with Vance Joseph. I couldn't even tell you what his voice sounds like. I don't know. And I don't care. He has some injury issues. I get it. I'll take the risk there. Cause Odell Beckham jr. Has the exact same amount. He talks way more. And I don't know that he actually gives you anything more. Mm-hmm. There was a young guy this year that, kind of popped onto the scene we hadn't talked about his name in the past as a legitimate receiver in this league and then i felt like his play kind of elevated him to a point i'm not saying he's in a you know top five top ten of your free agency class but greg dorch i mean he's gonna catch on somewhere right yeah i mean he's he was a guy that was in camp with the Jets long ago. I always said he had a role in the league. Mm-hmm. I just I don't know what that is right now. I would I could argue that being a slot receiver, a a, a regular slot receiver in the NFL, you have lo- career longevity that is second to only like a running back. There's just so many. Mm-hmm. And look, I'll give you an example: David Bell, the kid out of Purdue that went to Cleveland last year. Yep. How many slot receivers in this draft did I grade above him? From the grade I gave him last year to this year. Eight. Eleven. Okay. And I think he's a talented player. You just don't do anything specifically well. And Greg Dortch is one of those guys that you do do something well, but you're five foot nine. Which yes, I I like some of the some of your ability and, and he's completely fearless. But look at him against somebody like even off his own team, Rondell Moore. Who's more valuable? Mm-hmm. 
Trondell Morton. He can't. He can barely put up stats, and they're manufacturing touches for him. Right. So yeah, he'll get a deal somewhere, probably in the, I would say three to three ish million dollar range. Mm-hmm. The worst thing that ever happened to slot receivers was Braxton Berrios. The Jets paid him like a legit target, and he was awful. One guy I did leave out was Robert Woods. I hadn't, I hadn't, I hadn't let that register yet that he got released by the Tennessee Titans. So I feel like he he needs to be mentioned in this. He'll he'll get a deal, uh, no doubt. But Robert Woods is going to run into a problem with Corey Davis. If if you want Robert Woods, you might as well sign Corey Davis because he's better at everything mm-hmm. than Robert Woods. He just can't stay healthy, and he's younger. He's going to get cut by the Jets. They're not going to pay him that, that that amount to be what amounts to the three. Uh, he's a better blocker, which is one of the high sides with Robert Woods is how good he is. I'm not saying he doesn't have a role, but I would say he's one of those. He waits into the second wave to see who doesn't get the receiver they want, and then he's that outside blocking receiver that throws up six, seven, eight hundred yards. You are in the sportsocracy. It is ESPN Asheville Sports Center update coming up next, and then third hour of the program on the way he's a degenerate gambler you are a smelly pirate hooker and he's cheaper than oxygen he's useless but somehow they make it work jeremy green tank spencer there's no holding back in the sportsocracy presented by ingles supermarkets and fred anderson nissan of Asheville. And it is time for the final hour of the program here on a Thursday in the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. Coming to you live from the Ingles studio. You want to see us in the Ingles studio? Don't forget, you can go to the uh, YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the Sportsocracy, or go to the Sportsocracy.com. Just click the link in the middle of the page. Once you get through, subscribe to the channel. That way you can get into the chat with us each and every day, and you can get those alerts whenever we are live or when there's new content coming out, like, I don't know, team-by-team team three-round mock drafts? Oh, yeah, those are. Uh, those you'll are see a lot of those. Those are coming. Uh, we're going to continue all of the draft miscoverage uh, on the YouTube channel, so be sure, like I said, to subscribe. And, uh, of course, you can take the show with you everywhere you go with the iHeartRadio app. Third hour of the program. No daily draft today. We're just going to push right through here. We had too many topics today. Right. As we continue with our uh, coverage of the free agency period in this 2023 offseason. Wide receiver's not the banger of a a set of, uh, you know, free agents. No, if you need a receiver, you should probably be looking to the draft because there's, there's a lot of those. I've got Josh Downs in the third round at this point. That should tell you everything you need to know. And really, neither is edge rusher. No, I'm not so sure I agree with that. Okay. Because there's a lot of there's a lot of beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Okay. And there's one to me that is above all else, and his name is Marcus Davenport. If you just look at this year, okay. I get why you're not overly intrigued. He's a good pass rusher, and he's 26 years old. Mm -hmm. You just don't say – there are two ways it can go with him. One of them absolutely terrifies me, and I don't think it's what's going to happen, is one of these desperate teams, Chicago Bears, throws $16 million a year to him. I don't think that's happening. Okay, I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. I don't think it's happening. I think it's more likely that you see 
three for 30 with some incentives. And that would allow you possibly him going back to New Orleans, which I don't think is going to happen. But then it gets into the the good teams. The Cincinnati Bengals, Mm -hmm. the Kansas City Chiefs, who love adding players like this. I'm not saying it's a need. He's a luxury player. There's no doubt in my mind about that. But there's good football in him. Mm -hmm. He appeared, when I watched New Orleans this past year, Marcus Davenport looked like he didn't believe in what was happening around him. Now, is that a character flaw? Maybe. Yes. It, I mean, it is. That, that, you're, that, that motor dwindles when uh, things are not going well. But would it shock me if he went to one of these high-level franchises that's really competing for Super Bowls and became a 10-sack guy? Wouldn't shock me. Wouldn't shock me in the least. Mm-hmm. Well, he's never done that before, so no. it would be interesting. It'd be interesting to see. Like, I agree with you. I mean, the fact that he's 26 years old and he is, you know, one of the youngest guys that's available mm-hmm. in free agency, I get it. I've also heard, you know, there some discussion about should New Orleans franchise tag him? Well, the, a team with us in cap hell, as we continue to say, it's probably not going to happen. He is far and away the number one edge rusher available. I would I would agree. He's got the highest high side. Now, his low side is very low. Mm-hmm. And it could be one of those deals that looks less than ideal two years from now. But especially in this free agent class, because this class is not good. There, there's a reason that you don't see teams making – outrageous moves to get out of the cap because there's not many free agents out there to chase. Mm-hmm. The trade market will be aggressive. You, you'll see a lot of high-end talents. DeAndre Hopkins is, is one that I've heard a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, there have been others. You're not necessarily going to see high-level free agent movement. What that usually means is the old NBA rule. The money's out there to be spent. It's going to be spent. Absolutely. So the question is, who's it go to? And that's where a guy like Marcus Davenport scares me. Mm-hmm. Marcus Davenport's the number one. Who's your number two? This is, for me, it's a, like I said, a beauty's in the eye of the boulder. This is the guy I've seen be the best. But he's moved around a lot. Gianni Ngakwe. In the right scenario, I still think he can be what he was years ago. Okay. It does bother me that he's moved around so many times between the the Raiders and the Colts and the Ravens and the Vikings. And and you realize Ngakwe, I think, is 29 years old. He may be older than that. This will be his. He's 27 years old. 27 years old. This will be his sixth team. He's getting ready to, he's getting ready to turn 28 sometime before the season or at the start of the season. So, but yeah, I mean, he's, relatively young he's just well traveled and there's usually a reason for that uh, and i was gonna say i don't know if that's a you know if that's a personality issue if that's a you know rejects coaching kind of an issue or if it's just it's what made sense at the time for these teams i mean he was a superstar in jacksonville he was really good in 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 indianapolis last year Mm -hmm. nobody talked about him because that team was awful right 
But he goes to Minnesota, and and they sucked on defense with Mike Zimmer. And then he goes to Baltimore, and he was a good piece there, and that got him the the contract with the Las Vegas Raiders. And then the Raiders went, oh, well, let's just make a trade here. And that's when they brought in Rock Yassin. So, I mean, I get that that he's well-traveled over the last few years, but I don't know that that's anything specific to him. It's just, I mean, obviously let he's me, a dispendable piece. Let me let me give you a, a dirty little secret of the NFL. There is no 27-year-old that's that good, that's been on that many teams, and there's not a reason why. Now, what is that reason? I do not know. I do not know. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at him statistically, he's been one of the 10 best pass rushers in the NFL over the last six seven years Mm -hmm. this will be his sixth team name me any other pass rusher that's even in his stratosphere jadevian Clowney, who also free agent yeah and is a massive headache from everything i've ever been told he's on two Mm -hmm. in that same time frame they started with the texans but then they blew that roster up right should kind of tell you everything you need to know he needs to find somewhere and actually integrate himself into the defense now, I think his high side is actually probably higher than Marcus Davenport. And his floor is probably safer. Mm-hmm. But I would say his range of outcomes is probably not as... I, I've seen a lot of comments in the chat from, I'm going to assume from Saints fans, uh, Marcus Davenport got a little doughy last year. Yeah. Yeah, there were a lot of reports as to why that could possibly be. Mm-hmm. He to me he strikes me as the, you said earlier needs to change the scenery. Yeah. Marcus Davenport needs to change the scenery. Yeah, I'm not so sure Yannick Ngakwe does. Indianapolis might be the best best place for him to land because mm-hmm. they're going to be better defensively next year than they were this year, just by getting Shaq Leonard back and healthy. Okay, after Yannick Ngakwe, that's where it gets into. It's a lot of older guys. Yeah, you got the mercenaries. You got the whole mercenary. Melvin group. Melvin Ingram, Justin Houston. Potentially Brandon Graham. I would put Brandon Graham in there. I would put Robert Quinn in there. I would put Jadavian Clowney in there. Like all of these guys are. Can we stop talking about Jadavian Clowney as, an, as a pass rusher? That is the dumbest thing that I hear on a yearly basis. It has never bored itself out ever. He is good against the run. Mm-hmm. He is way more Derek Barnett than he is any of the guys we have said. Sure. But the thing that I've always contended with Jadavian is that he's a, he's more of a disruptor than a stat accumulator. He does get into the backfield. He just doesn't get home. His pass rush win rate's not it's not particularly good. Never has been. Mm-hmm. He benefited from being on the opposite side of JJ Watt. Other than that, he has largely just been a dispensable piece. Mm-hmm. But he'll get paid. I don't think he will. What, another one-year deal? He's in that same boat we were talking about with receivers. He'll get a one-year deal for a number that will shock you how low it is. He'll seek $10 million, He'll get six. Okay. Because, frankly, I actually have another guy ahead of all of the names you just said. Who's that? Charles Minahu. Hmm. I like him a lot. And I might be getting Lucy footballed here because he was on such a good defense. Mm-hmm. But he looked. But he was productive to me. Now that might be because you're getting both on the other side. I, I get it. Right. There, there, there are risks here. I can't stop putting him with the Houston Texans. Just I, he knows the system. D'Amico's right. there. It right. makes all the sense in the world. Mm-hmm. 
They need anybody that can get after a quarterback. But he, is he is he a I don't know what sixty seventy percent snap guy or is he just the situational pass rusher? Which that's I think fine. He can be. I I think he can be the full time starter. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think he can. There's a lot of projection that goes into that. Say, and I'll tell you just as a as a as a fan and someone that covers a team that hired a San Francisco coach. You will see a lot of players that don't work anywhere else work in that system. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm telling you, there's going to be an exodus of Jets and 49ers that go to Houston because they want to play with D'Amico. Yeah. Not so much from the Jets, more from San Francisco. But there are a couple guys that I could see wanting to play, wanting to stay in that system, but they mm-hmm. don't have a role in, in New York anymore. So why is there any reason, I guess is how I should phrase this, any reason that you mention Charles before Samson of Bochum? Who actually started over him. Yeah. And a minute who in virtually every analytical stat was more productive. Now, that could be because you're being put in better situations. That's where the the analytics come in. I like a boogum. I always have. I just don't know that he's ever going to be more than what he is. I didn't have him in the top ten, just to him being really Really? Awesome. No, okay. he was my he was the first one out. Okay. I had all of your guys. The three I've already said, Arden Key. You rolled your eyes at Arden Key earlier, and I went, he was good for Jacksonville this year. And, and, and again, it's a situational pass rusher type of a thing. Like, I'm not – when I roll my eyes about these guys, like whether it be Juju Smith-Schuster or, or whoever, like I'm not saying that you're a bad player. I'm just saying it's It the, just doesn't light your fire. Right, it's a free agency period, and I want something sexy and something spicy, and we just don't have it. Like, no. outside of the running back class and the, and a couple of the quarterbacks, maybe there's a corner or two. Now, I will say, uh, you get to hit your button, because we have breaking news. Ooh. And oh. you're going to see a lot of this, I think, over the next two to three weeks that makes free agency more interesting. Who's going to break the news? The dance is the worst. <laughs> if you only listen to the it, it, that dance, is, it haunts my nightmares. Uh, Soaring Eagle actually super chatted this, so we'll, we'll give him the credit uh, because we forgot to hit the button. We saw it before the break. Uh, breaking news per Adam Schefter, the Rams and Bobby Wagner are mutually agreeing to part ways. It's a bad sign for the Rams. They did not have a lot of – they have good high-level talent, but Bobby Wagner was one of them. Mm-hmm. And I know they need money under the cap, and I, I get all the reasons that you do it. But he'll, he will be very attractive and to qu- a lot of teams. And the question becomes, with L.A., how much thinner are you going to get? They're, they're a struggle for me. Right. Like <laughs> – like we've been saying uh, so far this offseason, like we're not going to be surprised if LA just turns around and, you know, goes right back to their 2022 or 2021 form. How are you going to do that? I, I mean, it's tough when you start losing high level talent like mm-hmm. this. Uh, Eric Miller in the YouTube chat said, uh, Come back home, Bobby. I can't tell you what's going to happen. I can tell you what's not going to happen. Yeah, that's, that's not that happening. bridge was set ablaze there's been rumors over the last few days that jalen ramsey may be on the market there may be somebody in there has been talk for him there has been talk that they have been willing to entertain moving him 
and if they do, that's ooh, it's uh-oh. game over. Uh oh. Right now we're blowing the roster up. Which maybe it's time for that. Maybe it's time for the you cash in on 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 Jalen Ramsey. I like the high side of the roster. It's just so thin. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the Los Angeles Rams have done a crash course on why people like me exist. Because you just turned your nose up at the draft and you shined so brightly for a minute. Mm-hmm. And then, like a sparkler, you just went out. Well, look, if you don't have if you don't have the duration that other teams have to be there for the long haul, I mean at least if you're going to be the sparkler, oh, I mean they want go a big, Bowl. go big and go home, right? Like Tampa Bay Buccaneers, LA Rams, if you're going to do it, that's the way to do it. Win you a title and then just fade into the ether. There are about four teams right now that I guarantee you every team in the league is is looking at going, "Okay, what do you do now?" mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Because you've done this all different ways, whether it's Tampa Bay that you mentioned, the Rams that we were talking about. Okay, what do you do now? Like, how easy is it to come back from? I could argue the Rams are going to be in trouble for five years. Quite possible. Because you don't have any first-round talent. Right. You You have to rebuild those coffers somehow. And that is one of the hardest things to do. We always talk about this with baseball. You know, how good is your minor league system? We never do that with football teams, by the way. We should do that. We 100% should deep dive and do that next week. Sounds like a sounds like a good topic for next week. It's hard. Once you get to this point where your eight best players are all 28 or older, it is so hard to get young again. It takes a lot, and it takes and a lot of And stay dra- competitive. Right. And if you takes- get young, you're just going to be awful. And it takes a lot of draft capital to do that. The problem is you've sold your future. Mm-hmm. But you did get the trophy. So you got to kind of weigh that out. And, Jeremy, you're seeing where 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 we have been, Rams and Bucks fans have been for the last couple of years. If you've got a shot to win it all, don't you take it? Don't you do everything you can? If you think Aaron Rodgers is the, is the path to a Lombardi trophy, the first one since 1969, then you do it. And I'm not so sure I agree with you. I'm not. If I can sustain it for 10 years, which that roster is built to do, that's what I'm going to do. Because I'm telling you, there is a there is a possibility that there is a dark time coming to the Los Angeles Rams that you have not seen the likes of in a long time. Because they're... Since they were in St. Louis, I guess. It could be worse than that. Ooh. Their 15 to 45 might be the worst roster I've ever seen in my life. Yikes. It's Houston Texan bad. The difference is their 1-14 to 14 is exponentially better than what these bad teams have. Mm-hmm. Well, you just lost one of those. Might be losing a couple more. Here in the Sportsocracy, it is ESPN Asheville. We will continue our pre-season, or our, excuse me, our off-season previews team by team. Coming up next, we've got a couple of AFC East teams on the docket today. New York Jets and the New England Patriots. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community. One that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. 
I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. It's time to discover the convenience and time savings of contact-free pickup with Ingalls Curbside. Just visit shop.ingles-markets.com or download the app. And your Ingalls personal shopper gets to work with specialized training on how to select the freshest items for a pre-scheduled pickup. They'll even text you with updates. You pull up to a designated space and your personal shopper delivers your items right to your vehicle. Fresh, fast, and affordable. It's all in the bag. Ingalls. Low prices. Love the savings. The Sportsocracy. Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man. We are back in the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville. The off-season previews, team by team, continue. And it's time to talk about the J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets. Yeah, the New York Jets. Uh, you know, there's a lot of talk on this program about the New York Jets, obviously. Well, I mean, they're one Jeremy's, of the most interesting teams in the offseason. It's getting not ready just to say. because one of the hosts is a fan. I was getting ready to say. Jeremy is a fan, yes. But it's also like, you know, when we had to talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers so much. Yeah, you yeah, wind up with Tom fan. Brady. Weird. Uh, right. They become very, very relevant. They become a thing. Now the New York Jets have uh, one of the best defenses in the league. They had one of the best drafts of all time last year, just getting offensive. star after star after star. Offensive and defensive rookie of the year. No Indeed. Big deal. Indeed. No big deal. Uh, by the way, Brian Haynes got to uh, firsthand feel what uh, playing Jeremy and Madden looks like with the Jets. <laughs> I am such a jerk. That did not go well for him. Did it was seventy-seven to nothing with two seconds left. Oh no! Yeah. Oh no! Sauce Gardner had more catches than Jamar Chase did, which that's, is who he played with. That's quite hilarious. Yeah, he went. I don't believe there needs to be a repeat of that. No, it. Nobody replaced me a third time. The Jets have placed themselves firmly in the discussion of most interesting teams in this off season. You got obviously the the Zach Wilson thing. That's done. The, uh, the Mike White thing, that was cute. But it's time for a quarterback. You're I mean, all that's in. the biggest story of the offseason. Yeah, you're all in on getting a veteran quarterback. The owner is in on it. The GM is in on it. They are going to do whatever it takes to get that veteran quarterback. The question is, is that going to be Aaron Rodgers? Is that going to be Derek Carr? I'm almost 100% sure it's going to be Derek Carr. I'm not the only one that has soured on this Aaron Rodgers thing. Mm-hmm. And look, they're going to make the they're going to make the call. They're going to make the offer if he decides he wants to continue to play. I just don't see that being how this ends. I don't. Derek Carr makes way more sense, mm-hmm. especially with the holes on the roster. You don't have to give up a, a first round pick, and it's a longer term solution. The biggest the biggest issue that I've had with the Aaron Rodgers thing, it's a two-year fix. Yes. Two years from now, you're in the exact same boat. Mm-hmm. You have to be – you have to know that you're there. You have to know that you're, you know, okay, maybe we don't make the lead, but we got to make the playoffs next year and win a playoff game. Then you can feel good about the second year of the Aaron Rodgers experience 
anything short of that, and it will end up like you said. The New York media will rip him apart. I it, the, the fit there doesn't make a ton of sense to me. I mean, largely, this team is going to be intact. They've only got a handful of free agents. The only one that I genuinely see coming back is Connor McGovern. Mm -hmm. is the center. He played pretty well. But for me, and this is how I keep looking at it, would I rather have Aaron Rodgers by himself or Derek Carr and the 13th best player in this draft? Whether it's Peter Skronsky or Paris Johnson or Quentin Johnston or whatever the, whatever the case. To me, that's not a discussion. And to me, it is. And to me, you it think is. It, 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 it's not close to me. It, it is to me because you're being short-sighted. This is not a roster that has a three-year window. I'm looking at the 22 starters. Do you know how many of them are, are older than 27 years old? Well, well, let me interrupt you for a second, Jeremy, because you assume too much. And you know what happens when you assume? Because I'm on the Derek Carr side of that. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I did assume yeah, that. Yeah, if it comes down to it, and, the, and those are my choices to have the 13th best player in the draft in Derek Carr or just Aaron Rodgers by himself, I'm I'm fully in the Derek Carr camp. I, fi I, I think for the next two years, your ceiling's going to be higher with Aaron Rodgers. But again, you have to ask yourself, are you ready to make that step? Are we guaranteed? Uh, of course, nothing's guaranteed. But do we feel like we have a high percentage of winning a Super Bowl in the next two years? My answer would be no. And my answer would be... I've seen stranger things happen. I've seen stranger things happen because there, there are elements of this team that people forget about. Mm -hmm. You forget how deep that defensive line is. You forget how good that pass rush was. You forget how bad Zach Wilson was. Uh, there's a graphic out, I think it came from NBC Sports, of the quarterback rating every year Derek Carr's been in the league compared to the highest rated passer for the Jets. In the last seven years, there's only been one within 30 percentage points of him. Wow. That is staggering when you when you see it put together that mm -hmm. way. You also got to look at the offensive line. When it gets healthy, if you've got uh, – we always talk about Mekhi Becton. He's the – you never know. He's, play, he's played eight snaps in two years. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know what you're going to get from him. I'm going to assume it's nothing. But I do think you have a guy in Elijah Vera Tucker. It's not that hard to find another guard. Vera Tucker's pretty good on the left side. You find someone to play on the right. Paris Johnson's the one that I keep throwing to him because it makes the most sense. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden I'm looking at that offense going, yeah, that's not bad. Because I don't need the – as good as that defense is, I don't need the offense to be Tampa Bay with Tom Brady. No. I don't need you to be Pat Mahomes. Because I have something that none of the rest of you have. Every high-level contender in the AFC, none of you have a defense like this. And that gives me an edge there. Now, my offense does not contend with yours. But you give me Derek Carr, give me a couple other little, little pieces. I got Garrett Wilson that I think in the coming year will be a top 15 receiver in the league. Well, you got you got to average over 20 points a game. No doubt. I mean, I mean, to be able to do anything in this league, you have mm -hmm. to be able to score points. I don't, and you're right. I, I mean, I don't need the high octane firing on all cylinders, uh, you know, no risk it, no biscuit kind of an offense here. I can run the ball really well. That's another thing. Defense. You got Brees Hall mm -hmm. and Zonovan Knight. And mm -hmm. This team is loaded. They are. And they're loaded for a long time. That's the reason I can't do the, oh, we got to do this in two years. I'm not sure you win a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. If you told me that he comes in and the best they can do is you're in the divisional round, 
And then you've got a roster that two years from now, all of these guys start coming up, and you don't have a quarterback. Mm-hmm. That's when they leave. If you have Derek Carr that, that comes in and he's established and things are going well, now we want to keep the band together. And, uh, and we have one of these that it, it's, I'm going to break it into two parts. I'm your huckleberry. Uh, Gage Camplin, one of our resident candidates, said, if the Jets don't get Carr or Rodgers, who would you want? I don't want to do the Jimmy Garoppolo thing. I'm tired of having hurt quarterbacks. The, the Jets have had hurt quarterbacks for what feels like 10 years. I'm I'm good. I would make the run at Lamar, but I'm not going to overpay on it. But I don't want hurt quarterbacks. That's a little different scenario. It is. I get it. But I, but I throw that out there because it's the only drawback that you have. I mean, for, for me, I'm not going to fail on Derek Carr or Aaron Rodgers. Right. If the Rodgers thing is not realistic, I'm going to Derek Carr going, what do I have to do to get you signed right here? And the fact that his brother came out and was so honest about how that visit went tells me that's where he prefers to go. Mm-hmm. New Orleans is a fallback for him. If Carolina's not on the table, there's not a ton of other suitors that are going to pay $40 million for him. Now, you mentioned uh, when we were talking about it. Hold on, before you get there. There was a second layer of that. He said, I'll play in Madden any time and mop the floor with you. Hmm. I also like to live dangerously. Wow. Hmm. That, that, my friend, sounds like a heck of a challenge. Uh, Tank, as someone that has has, uh, caught these hands. It's not fun. It's mm-hmm. it's not fun by any means, although I will throw this out there, Gage. Not saying that you should be scared or not, but I'd suck at Madden. So, I was happy to keep it close, and I kept it within, what, three scores? I felt like that was – I was playing max cover defense, basically. It just – you know, anyway. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not going to be – the funnest of experiences if the, you're not great at the game now hands. if you are i don't know anything about gage and his uh his madden oh, I'm abilities sure good. anybody that says that's good yeah but these hands come free that's all, <laughs> that's all I'm uh so y'all have to make that happen i get it you now you were saying earlier when we were talking about aaron Rodgers going to new york that the new york media would rip him apart i just I don't d- see a I, I don't see a path where that's not going to wear thin. Yeah, see, I dis- I disagreed with you saying I think Aaron Rodgers will be fine. First off, he doesn't care what the media says about him, and he's going to continue his act. I'm not so sure about Derek Carr. I don't know that Derek Carr can be the guy to take all the punishment and the criticism. And he doesn't and give you the he doesn't give you the know. fodder the way that Aaron Rodgers does. Yeah, you got to say sometimes the, his play does. It, it does. That comes with the territory. Mm-hmm. Like if you can't, if you don't have thick skin, New York's not for you. Right. That's not so much what I'm worried about. I'm worried about all of the the thing that New York has that none of these other markets have. That if you're not a fan of teams in the area, you don't understand. We have five newspapers that are bigger than anything you have. Mm-hmm. I don't care what's it, Atlanta, Charlotte. You give me any city in this country, we have five that are bigger than anything you have. But that's newspapers. I get that they have online subscribe. In New York, it matters. Yeah, they also have two full-time morning hosts that are battling each other every week, and and guess what they're after? Um, clicks, eyeballs, ear holes. Yep, that's what they're after. So they're going to be as spicy and as evil and vindictive. That's why New York's so tough. 
Aaron Rodgers gives you so much fodder for that that I, I just see it being a cloud around the team because it's not so much the quarterback I'm worried about. It's the young guys around the team, the Sauce and the Garrett Wilson and the Brees Hall. I don't want you answering questions about the quarterback all day, every day. We've already done that. I need somebody that comes in and is steady. That's all I need. And Derek Carr gives me that. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. Derek Carr may give you that, but can he give you a Super Bowl? That's going to be the big uh, the, the big question that the front office for the New York Jets has to answer. Obviously, quarterback is the biggest decision that the Jets have to make. It's practically the only decision that they have to make right now. So, coming up after the break, we will have the most important message of the day, no doubt. And we'll talk about the New England Patriots and what Bill Belichick and Bob are going to do this year in Foxborough. At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. Running a small business is no small task. At Home Trust Bank, we work hard to prepare businesses for whatever tomorrow may bring. Your dreams are our business, and we have local experts who can help you plan for a successful future dependable guidance you need and service you'll appreciate at home trust bank we take your small business banking personally visit your local home trust branch or anytime at htb.com member fdic Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. It is the sportsocracy, and it's time for the most important message of the day. Don't do crimes. Don't do crimes. Never a good idea to do crimes. You never want to be on the wrong side of the law. And today's story um, takes us to Memphis, Tennessee. A man was taken into custody after Memphis police say he ate two bags of chips. Problem was, the two bags of chips that he ate, uh, they were someone else's, and and that, that somebody else had actually stolen them from a convenience store. So according to reports on February the 9th, the man got into an argument with the store clerk because she wouldn't sell him beer. The man then took an entire display of chips, the entire kiosk of chips, and put them in his car. While walking with the display, several bags of chips fell to the ground, police said, noting that the clerk had followed the man out of the store. After the suspect drove off, another man picked up two of the fallen bags of chips, which were valued at $4.98. Minutes later, officers found the man who picked up those bags of chips with crumbs on his face. Police said they reviewed the video footage and concluded that Braswell was aware of the theft He knew that the guy had taken the chips and he picked up the the stolen property and then ate it. Therefore, just because you find it, Jeremy, doesn't mean you get to keep it. I've never said 
that it was finders keepers. I have always just said, if you put money in my bank account, don't be surprised when I spend it. Mr. Braswell has been charged with theft of merchandise of less than $1,000. He was uh, to appear in court this morning. My story from Santa Maria, California. It's about a 31-year-old man, and and he just went into a court uh, into a courthouse because he had received a notice to appear about a vandalism case. Okay. As you do. It does not say if he was a suspect, if he was a witness. It doesn't say that. So he goes in. He speaks to the magistrate. Magistrate tells him that he has to appear in court on this day. And that, in theory, would be the end of the story. Except it wasn't. He learned the location of the courtroom that he was supposed to appear in next month. Guard tells him you can't go in there because we're not in open court or anything like that. It's, it's blocked off. The man broke down a wood door frame and entered the Department 8 courtroom where he ignited a fire that light that melted lights in the ceiling, scorched furniture, and caused, sprinkler, it's caused the sprinkler system to come on. Wow. Water soaked the courtroom, leaked into an adjacent holding cell, destroyed computers and damaged documents. <laughs> they estimate that this caused over a half a million dollars in damage. Whoa. Do you know what the vandalism was for? No. Somebody stole Cokes from a gas station. Mm. There's no, it doesn't say if he's the one that did it, if he saw somebody do it, nobody knows. It was over petty theft. It was a misdemeanor case. And now, wow. And now, because he scores quite high on the FAFO scale. Yes. His name is Eric Spies, by the way. He was arrested and held on $75,000 bail and is now facing just a slew of charges that are all considerably bigger than the one he showed up for. I'm if you fall, you will foe. Yeah, I've never understood that. I just don't understand lighting fire. I don't ever understand lighting fires. I don't love fire. Really? I got burned as a kid. Uh, I mean, not like super badly, but I have a scar. And mm-hmm. I. It, I don't. If you flick a lighter too close to me, that's very high on my FAFO scale. Really? Too. That's a real good chance of you missing some teeth when Interesting. it's. Interesting. I, I always thought like that it. was because of all the beard oil that you have. Well, it's just that too, because my whole head is like kindling. <laughs> my whole head could just, I could just turn into the heat miser and boof. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't play with fire. Yeah. Jeremy shows up one day looking like Deadpool. We all know what happened. Somebody flicked a beck too close to his face, and it all went up in smoke. Takes a lot of work to look this trashy. Yeah. <laughs> all right, it is the Sportsocracy, and we are here on ESPN. Asheville previews of the offseason continuing here with the New England Patriots. This is an incredibly interesting team to me as well. Now, is it just because it's the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick, and regardless of how bad you think they're going to be every year, they still find a way to be competitive? No, they find a way to be competitive because the defense is good and because they can run the ball. You're just not a threat to anything. I have heard a handful of of rumors and reports, and, and a little birdie told me, they're not dead sold on Mac Jones. They're not sure Mac Jones is any better than Bailey Zapp. Mm-hmm. They just don't know that either one is really a high-level quarterback in this league. I feel like I tried to tell you that. 
the high side of this was never high. Mm -hmm. That's the reason that I never bought into the San Francisco is going to take Mac Jones at three. I never bought into it until the day of the draft, and I did buy in it. I was wrong. <laughs> Drew the line in the sand, and then at the last second went, I believe it now. Yep. Oh, shouldn't have nope. done that. Shouldn't have done that. Because that's not had look, Mac Jones is is fine, but we've said since he came into the league he's that Colt he's a, he's an, he's a game manager. Mm -hmm. He's the high side of Colt McCoy. Mm -hmm. This is not going to get you anywhere in this league, but this team does have money. Mm -hmm. They have the sixth most cap space in the league. You've got a couple players that I think you're going to let walk. I, I don't think they're putting a franchise tag on on Jonathan Jones or on Jacoby Myers. If you were going to choose one, I would go Jonathan Jones. I would too. I, I just I feel like Jacoby Myers is it, it would be hard for me to pay him, knowing that there's a chance I will have a shot at any receiver I want in this draft. Mm -hmm. Short of Houston at twelve, there's not a team that's taking one in front of me. So I mean, at worst, I'm gonna be I'm gonna have my chick my my uh, choice of Jackson Smith and Jigba, Jordan Addison. I I can get a guy. Where I get more curious, a, a report came out last week that they would consider trading Mac Jones. Mm -hmm. What would you get? All right, let's say they just wanted to tap out. We're done. I give you a five. And see, so that's where I'm at. I don't think any team's going to give you anything of any. I mean, because there's one place that makes sense. It's Las Vegas Raiders. Mm-hmm especially if they're dead set on taking whether it's i've heard hendon hooker i've heard anthony richardson all right mike jones would be a nice be a nice bridge if you could get him pretty cheaply and and i think you would but he was the first round pick i don't care uh how many quarterbacks in this draft would you evaluate as as a better prospect than mike jones Five. it's at least four it's at least four so i, I just that would be interesting to me if Bill was willing to move on from Mac Jones and go, this is the devil I don't know. Mm -hmm. I do not know exactly what I have in Bailey's app. And you invest the money into the offense. The defense is going to be fine. Bill was pretty high on the FAFO scale last year, too, thinking he can take old, old pencil behind his ear, Pat Matricia and, and Joe Judge, and put together a even halfway coherent offense. Mm -hmm. But this is why this offseason they went out and brought Bill O'Brien back. You had to have a dedicated offensive mind. You did. I, I'm not as jump up and down about that as, as everybody else. I'm just not. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I think Bill O'Brien's fine. Uh, I see our resident Patriot fan, Bill Botacek, said, here we go. I was going to say, was it was it, uh, was it it the sexiest move that you could have made? No, but it, was it the best move that you could possibly make with this staff intact in, in and I, I just don't see young coordinators wanting to go work for Bill Belichick. That was the next thing I was going to say. Right. It's, like, it's probably the best thing you could have made. Right. Like, would it have made sense for Dave Canales to go from Seattle to New England to work under Bill Belichick? Uh, no probably less sense. more than. I was about to say, no less sense than it made him going to Tampa Bay. I was going to say, probably more sense to than go work with to Kyle go, Trask. Yeah, to go, hey, I want to move to Tampa for the next nine months and then immediately get fired after the season. But. That's aside for the point. I just feel like New England has to do something to get out of the purgatory. And if that's moving off Mac, I think moving off Mac Jones is a step in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Not because I can tell you that Bailey Zapp is drastically better than him, but I can tell you exactly what Mac is. 
it's not shade when I say this. I mean, I pull for a team in your division. You don't worry me in the least. But we beat you twice. Okay. Uh, in one of those, we threw for 80 yards. Mm-hmm. We had 106 yards total, and you needed a punt return to beat us. Yeah. Give me so, Derek Carr and yeah, see what I, happens. I, I have no fear of that. I look at Buffalo and go, that's the big bad wolf on the street. The Miami Dolphins are pretty close. And I just look at New England and go, okay, so if if you're better than us, then we were bad. And if we're not bad, you're not going to be better than us. But you've got money, you've got malleable pieces, and you do still have Bill. And now you've got an offensive uh, coordinator that actually, you know, coordinates offense. Mm-hmm. Never thought I'd have to explain that to a team, but apparently you do. I just feel like New England is the perpetual 8-9, 9-8 team. Yep. The problem that I have with this offseason is, the, as you mentioned, New England's got the sixth most money to spend. Well, the last time you had money to spend. You went I heavy on Hunter Henry right. and – I mean, yeah, you got Matthew Judon. But I don't feel warm and fuzzy about anything else you did. No. And that's the problem that I have is, uh, are you going to be able to put together a free agent class that I go, oh, okay, well, this can at least threaten for third place in your division. I mean, and that's the thing. You just, the, the high side is what, New England might be the safest team in the NFL because there's not one player on that roster that could get hurt where I go, well, you're three and 14 now. Mm-hmm. There's also not a player on that roster that I go, well, you know, if he hits the high side, you could be 11 and six and contend for the, no, right? Nine, nine and eight. Yeah. So I won't be shocked. And you just remember where you heard this. I won't be shocked if New England does something really over the top that you haven't seen them do anything like that since they made the move for Andy Moss. Bill knows where this team is. I th- I, I've always thought that. Now I'm being told that. He knows I'm in quicksand, and I have to get out of it somehow. Well, I don't think DeAndre Hopkins really wants to come play for Bill O'Brien again. Yeah, (laughs) we can stop that anytime. (laughs) I have seen that thrown out there many times. Oh, he could go to the New England Patriots. Do you know who their offensive coordinator is? I'm pretty sure DeAndre doesn't want to do that again. They're they're not on each other's Christmas card list. Let's just put it that way. You are in the sportsocracy, and it is ESPN Asheville. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch. Since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in. A premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com. 
Make sure you're at the Harris Cherokee Center, Asheville, March the 2nd through the 6th for the 2023 Ingalls SoCon Basketball Championships. Experience fun for the whole family as your favorite teams compete for the championship and a berth to the NCAA tournament. Get your discounted tickets to the 2023 Ingalls SoCon Basketball Championships today at your local neighborhood Ingalls Market. For more information, visit SoConHoops.com. That's SoConHoops.com. It is the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville. Just a few moments left in the program here. We can't say goodbye, though, without giving you the latest update on a possible change in franchise ownership in the NFL. Remember when we last gave you the Washington Commanders update, I told you that there had not been an offer made by Jeff Bezos to buy the Commanders. Well, today, the Washington Post is reporting that Amazon founder Jeff Bezos has hired an investment firm called Allen and Company to evaluate the potential bid. So he's turning it over to the investment firm to think about buying the Washington Commanders. It's a step in the right direction, at least. This is the same firm, by the way, that handled David Tepper's bid to buy to to buy the Carolina Panthers. They also I can't feel like there's a lot of firms that handle seven billion dollar mm-hmm. investments. Right. Uh, they're also the firm that helped the uh, Walton Penner Group just buy the Broncos. So this is the heavy hitters that have experience in these transactions. So Jeff Bezos, now officially official, he is at least in the running. He's interested. And, and who's surprised? No one. I mean, that's the way it should go. Uh, we're, we're to a point, at, at this point, if you're in that top hundred of richest people in the in the country, mm-hmm. I can't figure out why you don't own an NFL team. It's one investment that I can I guarantee you is going to do nothing but gain value and print money. Yes. The reports are that Daniel Schneider wants – seven billion dollars for the washington commanders uh preliminary expressions of interest made in december 2022 the highest bid was 6.3 billion i was about to say seven seems a little high with a dumpy stadium Mm -hmm. now with a new stadium now we're talking or at least a new home site at least something i was gonna say they're not gonna get one done uh obviously and they're not gonna get the purchase either because Daniel Snyder's made too many enemies, and they don't want him to be able to sell it for top dollar. No, but if you have, if you got an investor, Bezos can make it work. That's the way that ends up going. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. I will just say this: uh, go fighting Amazon Primes. Bingo. We will be back with you tomorrow, right here on ninety-two point nine FM at three o'clock.